I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Everybody, Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Let's get our heads right on a Wednesday. Great to be here with you this morning. Uh, and we say it, say it every day. Wet. It's wet and nasty outside. It sucks. We get it. We get it, Mother Nature. You're very powerful. And you can impose your will at will. And we understand. you. We have taken you for granted here in San Diego. And you are very powerful and strong. And we've had enough at this point, I think. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm Woodsy. That is uh, Paul Rindle. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Uh, at the point that we started getting tornado warnings yesterday, I think yeah. that was the we understand. Uh, waving the white flag we get it. to Mother Nature. We get it. You're so strong, and you're so powerful, and you're just ever-present and omnipresent, and Oof. you're just so powerful, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, speaking of... Uh, Omnipresent and ever powerful Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. Good morning, Benjamin. Hello, everybody. Very moist out there today. It was wet. Yeah, I had to sh- shake my jacket off when I came in this morning. It was uh, soaked. And I think this is the last worst of the storm. Is, is uh, it? Yeah, Megan Perry last night was going. The final big cells are coming through on the early, early commute this morning. And then um, 
should be the end of the storm. That's the good news. The bad news is she's tracking another one that's coming tomorrow. Oh, killer. And Friday, which awesome. is uh, not quite as big or as bad and bold as the one that we just had. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, we're not quite done with the rain for the week. I uh, was in a bit of a trance this morning. It'll get you, right? I'm driving in, and I'm in the, the far right lane. I was actually in the slow lane going about 50 miles an hour. And the the headlights, you know, there were a lot of people. Traffic was kind of slowing down a little bit. And the lights, with the rain coming down so hard, hitting the ground and then looking like it was coming back yeah. up, and the lights and the music that was on, I was in a trance. And I had to, like, I had to like shake myself out of it. Like, oh, all right, here's my exit. And I got off. It took me, like, I drove really slow, which I don't do ever. I never drive slow. I drove 50 miles an hour the whole way here uh, because I did not want a hydroplane off the road. It was so – it was raining so hard by the time I got near work. Uh, today would be a good day if you've got some PTO or a sick day to use them. I probably could have used a sick day today. I don't feel uh, fantastic. I I love children. I love my kids especially. Uh, but, boy, are they – it's just it just feels like it never ends. This is never going to go away. This cough and and uh, you know snot and all of it. It just feels like it's never going away. Yeah, since the pandemic, we've had the. Um, I think there's been more of an awareness. Like, let's try not to infect our colleagues and right. stay home when we're sick. I can't but do if, it. If you did that. I would literally never see you because you're constantly being inundated by your children's germs. Like I would be, I would have to get the whole home studio set up, which by the way, I have two small kids at home. I don't know that I could be like, all right, did you guys see Drake's video yesterday? Let's have a conversation about that. Let's talk about the ethics while my kids and my wife are getting ready for school. Um Speaking of Drake's video, did you guys see Drake's video yesterday? I did not see Drake's video. I saw that video. he was trending. Hmm. And I saw why he was trending. <laughs> and I, I, said, I, don't, I don't need to see that. Oh, I, I had to. I, I, look, I'm a journalist. Did I, you stumble upon it? No, or did I you, went and looked for it. it yeah, okay. of course. Which I saw a lot after I did that. I saw a lot of people saying, there's grown men out there really searching for Drake's video. I didn't know what it. I didn't know the gist of it. All I saw was. <laughs> I saw Drake's video. Drake did something. And I said, well, I want to see what he did. And I wish that I hadn't. Oh, see, I saw why everybody was talking I about didn't him see that. at least. And I was able to put two and two together. And I go, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know. So I just went and searched it. And when I saw it, I went, oh, my God. That's a, you're, and allegedly he was on his, his private plane uh, spending some alone time uh, with himself. But... The pro- Stroganoff. <laughs> the problem was, this is very overt, the problem was... He's Canadian. That's not a problem. That is not the That's problem. That's not the problem, but he's got a good exchange rate, is what you're saying. Um. Yeah. Like, like no. he's... Yes. Yes. It's, it's... A favorable exchange rate. So Anthony says his music sucks so bad he had to drop something else. So here's the thing. I saw a lot of... Um, so it, let me set the scene for you as best I can. Drake's on his private plane, again, spending some alone time with himself. There's a cell phone in his hand, and he's using that. And Right. And he's uh, he's doing that. And so it's clearly someone else is on the plane because they're filming. So my question was, well, if there's someone else on the plane, you don't do it in plain sight. Maybe you go to the bathroom. 
Maybe you go to the bedroom. Somebody on the was pl- filming him. He wasn't like. No, it wasn't filming himself. Somebody was filming him from afar, from let's say twenty feet away, and it, it's not wide open. It's it, they were doing it surreptitiously, but somebody was still that that could have happened. Somebody could have walked in while you're like, hey, oh, oh. He was assuming a level of privacy that, that wasn't did not there. Exist it's on exactly right. So now the 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 rumor is that he uh, leaked it himself. I'll tell you this. I would have done the same thing if that's what was happening down below. That's you know what, what I mean? You want that out. You want that. But again, he's rich as hell. He's famous as hell. It doesn't really matter. Like at that point, like why? He's just really cementing his legacy here. I have a newfound respect for Carlos Drake. says he was filming himself on the mirror. Oh, it was in the mirror. Is that what it was? Okay. What plane has a mirror? Is <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's more likely. I can believe it more that he was filming himself in a mirror I rather that. than somebody was just standing but, there but filming that's, him. But that's also very weird. Yes. I mean, I mean for normal people, that would be very okay. weird. It's not, not as weird as having somebody standing ten feet away. And that's filming true. You. That's true. All right. Well, I mean, you listen. know, you're not alone on the plane because someone's, someone's flying, flying it. the plane. The pilot so. comes back like, "Hey, I just want to tell you, we made hit some turbulence." <laughs> ah! She's like, "Oh no, not right now." Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just go back into the. It's probably cockpit. some sort of flight mm. attendant in addition to the pilot. I would imagine co-pilot. I mean, at the minimum, there's four people on this plane. Tevin says, I can't believe we're talking about this. Listen, we get off on a tangent in the offseason. You know that. Sorry. Uh, I, I just was telling you about our day yesterday. But, uh, well, so I, I left here. And before Ooh. I... <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I love it. I don't either. No, he says, let's move on. Yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> um, I, was, I got off on a tangent because that's something I did later in the day. When I left here, I went to pick up Bo from school. <laughs> I went to pick up Bo from school. Uh, to bust him out early, and and I was going to take him to Jersey Mike's, and then I thought to myself, well, what am I doing? I, we have hours. We have hours to burn. So I thought, you know where he loves more than anything? Dave and Buster's. So I went, picked him up from school. Now, I got there just in time, because I was going to break him out for lunch. We had to do a, a commercial. So I show up. He's the he's in the lunch line when I get there, and he's got his lunch in his hand. I'm like, ah, crap. I'm, you know, he, you don't have to eat this lunch. He walks up, he's got a... a Why'd you send him with a lunch if you knew we did you were it. picking he got, him up? He got oh. hot lunch. Oh. So we didn't send him with a lunch. So he got hot lunch because he was like, where's my dad? He's <laughs> supposed to be here. But we had the delay and this dude, you know what he had for his lunch? He had three chicken fingers and I don't know, a half a pound of dreaded cheese in his little tub and a chocolate milk. And I go, what's, uh, what's this? And he's like, that's my lunch. I go... Is this what you get at hot lunch? And he's like, Yeah, we can pick, you know, what we want. I'm like, no veggies, no fruits, just a trough of it was like one of those cardboard things full of shredded cheese with three chicken fingers on top. I'm like Bo, say when? Yeah, say when. He's like, keep it coming. More, 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 more. I was dying. I was like, what is this? And so I dumped it out and I well, like I was like, here, eat his heart was content. Then we go to Betty Hanna for dinner. And I tweeted it last night. We got the Neil Peart of Neil Peart of uh, Benihana chefs. His name was Jorge. The last time we went, I'm not kidding you, it was the guy's first time. So he was like, ding, 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 ding. He had no idea. He couldn't flip anything. There, he could. He was cutting the shrimp tails off like one, 
two, three. <laughs> this guy did magic. He had one egg. He was spitting it. He put the bowl down over it. He lifted the bowl. There were two eggs. It was incredible. He was spitting the spatula on his finger for like a minute solid. My kids were like, oh, my God. He was throwing shrimp tails, flipping them, eggs in his hat. It was The dude was incredible. Shout out to Jorge at Carlsbad Benihana. You made our night. Like our, Both faces just like. I can't believe this. He was he was the best I've ever seen. Dinner and a show. He was the goat uh, last night. So that was a lot of fun. We had a, we had a great great time for his birthday. So um, I said to Hannah, "Well, we're out of things to celebrate. We had our anniversary, and you know we had uh, Bo's birthday." And she goes, "Oh, don't forget Valentine's Day is next week." And I said, oh, uh, yes, Valentine's Day next week." So we'll do a little little show for the lovers out there next week. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, it's also my uh, wedding anniversary next week. Next so, week, yeah, we've got uh, I've got some things to celebrate coming up, and uh, then we've got spring training, which I think is always a reason to celebrate. Starting on Sunday, uh, San Diego Padres season coming up right around the corner, and uh, we will be talking about your Padres today. Got a new uh, potential rumor out there, not necessarily involving the Padres, but you're looking for an outfielder who's available. Uh, one that I heard being talked about that could be on the trade market. And John Heyman was talking about the trade market as well when it comes to the Padres and outfielders. So is A.J. Preller working on anything? If he is, keeping it very close to the vest right now. Because you're not hearing much in terms of, hey, the Padres have been linked to this guy or that guy. It just hasn't happened much this offseason. But I think we've all, I think we all know that sometimes the Padres and A.J. make moves without being linked to a move beforehand. And that's pretty much what John Heyman was saying, that he doesn't expect the Padres to go out and sign perhaps a Jorge Soler uh, or any of the remaining free agents left on the market. He does feel like that they are probably pretty active in trade talks right now, trying to get creative on a deal with some teams. And uh, we'll tell you about the, the latest rumor, one I've been seeing for a couple of weeks from some you know pretty smart Padre fans in the know thinking it might be a good fit. All right, we will uh, set the menu, get started on our Wednesday program. I will tell everybody that... Uh, it's a Skip Schumacher day. I'll just leave it at that, yes. and uh, we'll tell you, get you into the specifics coming up. When we return, it is Ben and Woods. Let's check traffic. It is very wet out there in portions of San Diego County. Be very careful. Kelly, will get you updated as we get started here. Good morning to everybody. It's Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. As Tech's coming home from Colorado Springs with a win last night, there was a little drama behind the scenes. We'll get into that coming up at 6.35 this morning in just a little while. You guys watch uh, watch the game? Half. Stay up? First half. half. First half? half. Yep. 7.30. Actually, 
By the time they started the game, yeah, it, was it was more late. like 7.45. It was a pretty late start last night it on was, FS1. It was fun watching the UConn-Butler uh, game, watching how good UConn is, and Butler tried to make a game of it. And, and But yeah, then the Aztec game started, and man, I was so cashed, and, and I only slept about 15 minutes last night, but it, I think that was the 15 minutes I fell asleep. Took a little is, uh, melatonin right at tip-off. Was out at halftime. I want to have Gone. melatonin talk at some point. Write that down. I would like to have melatonin talk at some point in the show. Maybe today, tomorrow, whatever. We have happy to do. We it. have lots of room to explore the space. You mean us riff on something that is yeah. not sports related Correct. for once? Yeah, finally, for once. finally, finally, God. stretch our legs a little bit. <laughs> God, I actually didn't see the uh, the end of the UConn Butler game because for whatever reason, my, our Cox cable at um, Channel Ten. Doesn't get FS1. I mean, oh, you're in the it, chamber. It's supposed to. Ours but, does. No, I mean, it's on the channel lineup, and we subscribe to it. There's some sort of technical difficulty that that they can't fix, and it just says this channel not available, and they they haven't been able to figure out why we don't get it. So I I streamed it. I just went online yeah. to FS1 and found it uh, streaming, but they weren't streaming the previous game. I clicked on the Aztecs game at 7:30, thinking, okay, 7:30 start. But they just had the screen that was telling me your program is about to begin. Uh, see, we had the Butler game, and on the bottom there was a scroll that said "tip off the Aztecs been pushed back." I, think, I, I assume that w- I've watched enough Aztecs basketball; every game gets pushed back. But wait, so they don't just go joining in progress ever? They, well, they do they on try. CBS Sports Network. They try I mean, to they do. do it all the time. They'll they'll bump it like ten minutes, and I guess maybe fifteen tops. And if it's going to be longer than got that, it. you've got to start the game. Like if the game last night went to overtime or yeah. something, like we would it would have been a JIP for San Diego State and Air Force. Okay. But I, I kept assuming it was going to start. All I got was that screen that said, you know, FS1, your game is is about to begin, and it just kept playing the Fox football music. Dun 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 and then it would just dun 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 dun. So you think that's like glitching, maybe? Yeah, and I kept wondering what's going on. So I kept checking like the ESPN scoreboard, like is this game underway? Am I missing it? He was in the chamber, man. You know he was. He was like dun 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 dun. Just constantly for like ten minutes, I had it up, and I'm going, "This is driving me crazy," but I don't want to miss the start of the game. And it did finally <laughs> kick in. And speaking of Fox streaming, uh, I want to talk about coming up in our 7 o'clock hour, the discovery, which is uh, TNT, TBS, of a new sports streaming platform that is coming later this year and how it will and will not change your sports viewing habits. Uh, I've tried to kind of dig into a little bit more of what what this is, what it's going to look like, you know, do we need it? Are we going to have to order this if we're going to watch sports? And yeah. we'll talk about that. Woods has asked me to Ben's plane a little bit. Yes, please. Uh, what it <laughs> what it means, and I don't know every answer, but I can give you a few answers at least on this new streamer and what it means for sports fans. We'll talk about that in our seven o'clock hour. Take on Woods. Don't do this. Our regular segments uh, qualify another listener, hopefully for a trip to Las Vegas. Well, you hope not because that would mean you'd lost. Don't mind losing. We'll try to qualify someone. But then, excited, because it's 7.35 today, we will be kicking off one of our new annual traditions. We call it our Tier 1 Tour. It's uh, it's actually very sports radio-ish. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that you let us do this. But we go team by team in Major League Baseball, counting down. And we did the math. So we have 29 shows remaining before the Padres open the season against the Dodgers in Korea. So 
We wanted to take one team every single show from now until then, and we're going to preview. Oh, Polly's written it all out in an incredible graphic that uh, just has the order of everyone we're going. So today we're going to start in the east, work our way west, and we're going to begin with the Miami Marlins. Now, we won't have a guest every single time. Sometimes we'll just go through some of the moves that the teams made in the offseason and discuss it. But when we have the reason to bring on a guest, we I, will. I don't need a guest for the Washington Nationals. Exactly. No, no. but I mean, some of them you do, and, and we have friends that cover the teams, and we'll talk to our friends, and we'll we'll have a good baseball discussion with them. And the other thing we, we're going to do is we're going to predict where they're going to finish in their division. Paulie's going to keep track of those. And then at the end... We'll we'll put our names on it and and throw it out there on social media and see how we end up at the end of the year. But we do have to have content, a, a tier one in Miami who's a pretty big Marlins fan and knows the team fairly well. Yes. So at seven thirty five, the uh, manager of the Miami Marlins, Skip Schumacher, will join us to talk about. I mean, Padres fans, you think your off season's been quiet? Oh, it's been slow. I, I, I'm almost. I'm, I'm almost scared afraid to, talk to, to ask I know. Skip about it. They have signed zero free agents. Zero, zero yeah. is the number. With the new general manager, Peter Bendix, who came in and replaced Kim Ng, they've done some front office work uh, hiring different people like Gabe Kapler and uh, Rachel Balkovec for their front office. But when it comes to players, they made a couple of trades, nothing gigantic, and zero free agent signings. But they're coming off a playoff season and a team that was uh, on the rise and was one of the more exciting surprise teams last year. So can Skip do it again? And prove himself the you know to be the undisputed manager of the year in baseball. Well, they're going to ask. They're going to say we're taking away a ton of the guys that you've had because they've lost some guys too. I mean, remember Jorge Soler's not coming back more than likely. He's a free agent right now. Um, they, they've lost some players, Ben, and they're going to say, yeah. I mean, figure it out. You know, go out and make the playoffs again with less talent than you had. Uh, going into it, and and that's assuming they they end the the off season like that. We can ask him about it. I'm I'm sure it's frustrating for him. You come off a playoff appearance, you want to add to your team. I know the fan base is frustrated. I follow a few of their bloggers and and podcasters as well. Um, they got some smart fans down there, man, that are really passionate about that team. And uh, yeah, it's got to be tough for him. So um, I don't want to I don't want to belabor the point, but yeah, we are we are having a handsome fest at seven thirty five. There's one member in the handsome club, and that's Skip Schumacher. So we will be firing up the bus again for the tier, the tier one tour we have souped up the engine <laughs> purring, <laughs> purring like a kitten as you can hear it is ready to it go is. maybe after it's traveled to 29 different camps it might might start sounding a little rough but right now look at Oh, it is, it is humming it's i mean it's moving right now so uh tier one tour begins at seven thirty-five. it's the ben bus on the ben bus across the country starting in miami and we're just gonna Wind our way around the country until we make our way back to the West Coast uh, to start the season with the San Diego Padres on March 20th against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Here we go. Uh, second half of the program. Uh, so I saw some, I don't want to call it panic, but Baseball Prospectus released their latest Pakoda win projections where they simply just take rosters and they simulate seasons like Thousands of times based on you know their statistical projections of what each player is going to do, and the Padres didn't didn't do very well in in their projections, and people are uh, 
are not so happy about that, worried about what the team may look like. So we'll talk about those uh, predictions and what the statistical models say about your team in our 8 o'clock hour. Got a rattle report in the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to be giving away more Padres spring training tickets and uh, entering more people for the giveaway for the Southwest Airlines and the hotel stay to get you out to Peoria, Arizona next month as well for spring training. So have I covered everything? I think you have, The my menu friend. is good. The menu's I, good. I can't do the Benihana chef no. thing. and <laughs> Nobody you know, can. Magic like trick and stuff, but I can lay out a menu as good as anyone for the start of a four-hour show That's today. That's exactly right. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little Aztecs. They did get a run last night at Air Force. You guys missed the second half. You saw the important part of the game, I'd say. Yep. That is coming up next with Ben Woods. Glad to have you with us on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. You know, you can listen to 97.3 The Fan on your smart speaker. Just ask your device to play 97.3 A Fan. Give it a shot. Very easy. All right. Um, Going to get into last night's San Diego State basketball game. Took care of business, which doesn't always happen in the Mountain West, especially on the road. But they played one of their better halves of the season. Talk about that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. So for the second straight game, Brian Dutcher surprised me. At the start of last night's San Diego State Air Force game. Remember on Saturday against Utah State, he switched out two members of his starting lineup, which he almost never does in the middle of a season, but put Darion Trammell and Jay Powell into the starting lineup to replace Elijah Saunders and uh, Micah Parrish, who, who sat, came off the bench. Everybody was effective in that game, both the guys that entered the starting lineup, the guys that came off the bench. So I think there was kind of a an assumption that they'd roll with that same lineup again last night at Air Force. So the broadcast comes on, and it was, uh, it was our old friend Jenny Kavnar, oh, uh, yeah. formerly of Padres Telecasts, who was uh, doing the play-by-play last night on FS1. And she put the starting lineup graphic was on the screen, and she said, and Micah Parrish back in the starting lineup in place of mm-hmm. Jay Powell, who goes back to the bench. And I thought, well, that's a little bit of a surprise. Woods even texted me at the Pauly. moment. Ago, or Paul texted, texted me. What? What's going on? I, I thought Jay Powell was back in the starting lineup. But I, and bought, your, I bought his explanation. I went with Hook, the, line, I and mean, sinker. I went Listen with to this, help. you guys. Hold on. Listen to this. I said, I think, you know, Dutch knows how valuable Jay Powell's energy is coming off the bench. Oh, 100%. Kind of that a, a Gwek a rope role from the Final Four team last year. And as much as, as well as it worked, felt like going forward, that was probably the best the best way for the Aztecs to be successful. I bought so in. I bought I in like, 100%. I, 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 can, I can see that. The bench, put him back right back into the starting lineup. You don't damage his confidence. I get it. 
Turned out I was completely wrong. That I love was this that story. was not the explanation because after the game, uh, Dutch explained to uh, Mark Ziegler of the UT what actually happened. The Jay Powell was removed from the starting lineup because he did not make the team flight to Colorado Springs. The charter flight on Monday that the team took out of Lindbergh Field. Now he was there. He didn't oversleep. He was there with the team. Even Fancy Ben doesn't know this. Apparently, even to get on a private charter plane, you need some government documentation sure. and ID. And he had his student ID, but he didn't have the Social Security card, whatever his, whatever his card was to back it up. And they didn't allow him on the plane, so they left without him. And so my they, man goes from a charter plane, yeah. yeah, waves him off goodbye. Bye, like, guys. I'll see you so guys if I make it. They he has had, to go back to his dorm yeah. and get his car, card. and then he comes back and he's flying Southwest they, they 38F book, or Yeah, something. they booked him for a, a commercial flight yesterday <laughs> morning. So while the team was waking up at the hotel in Colorado Springs and going through their shoot-around and workout in the morning and going through their final game plan, he's getting on a plane. J-Pop was getting on a commercial flight <laughs> and getting to Colorado Springs all day. So because he missed all the... The last-minute prep, Dutch removed him from the starting lineup and put Micah Parrish, which makes perfect sense. You reminds know, he wasn't me, there. Reminds me of a friend we used to go out with that would, I'd say one out of four times at least, would forget his ID at home. Oh, and when we were young, and it would, like now if the three of us went to a bar, they would say, just come on in. That Back then it was like, bro, I got to see your ID. And you're like, oh, thanks for ruining our entire night because you left your mm. – who leaves their ID at I, home? Okay, so oh, I, did God. I tell you this story? I was once – at a bar in Tempe, I was uh, with Shelley. This was many, many years ago. I was, I was probably like twenty six at the time. I yep. think it was before we were married, so I was young. But I had my California driver's license, yep. and we walk into the bar, and I hand it to the the bouncer, the guy checking IDs. It's one of these college bars around Arizona State, and he looks at it, and it's it's a bit worn. I've had it for a couple of years, and they. Like the corner of the lamination at the at the top was peeling a little bit, and he starts like peeling it off. I'm going, dude, that's my you're you're, you're wrecking my ID, and he's going, this is fake, and is like, you can't come in, and I go, this is my real legal California ID, and he's gonna go, I'm. I'm taking this. I'm keeping it. I'm going. Yeah. I can't. This is my real ID. This fly is not. Home, I got to drive home. Yeah, whatever. Got, this is my ID. I can't replace it. I finally convinced him. Can you at least give it back to me? I, I won't go in. I'll but leave. I will leave. But you need to give me my ID back because I <laughs> promise this is my real ID. And finally, he gave it back to me. I was like, I'm out of here because I don't want. I don't want to lose my actual California driver's license to an overzealous bouncer. Like it, it, who just hey. was like. I mean, Settle how down, do Paul Blart, all right? Just I'm relax. Gonna, I'm probably going to go in and have my usual one, one drink, drink and yes. leave. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the guy that you need to worry about at this college bar. I'm the last guy you need to worry about at this college bar. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, worked a, at, uh, I worked at Woodstock's Pizza by San Diego State when I was in college, and we sold beer there, and I would have to check IDs. I caught tons of fake IDs. And yet, you are supposed to take it. Supposed to take it. If... <laughs> You catch a fake ID, like for sure, the the flashlight or whatever, the test you're running. Right. If it doesn't work, you are supposed to not give that back to them. And I had, I remember at least two people trying to fight. And them. I think this was before some of the more advanced technology that you, you could really scan it check it and scan it. This was just like judgment call time this, back in the Wild West. Yeah. This will surprise you guys, but I also checked IDs at a few different locations. <laughs> and I never took anyone's ID. And I let pretty much everybody in. So that, that won't surprise anybody. But I, I felt bad for... <laughs> 
for that for for Jay Powell. Yeah, I mean, picture me. I'm like probably in a polo shirt. Oh yeah, walking in very very sober, very Just ready to have a cocktail. <laughs> it's not have like a it's not like 11:30 p.m. It's probably like you know. Six, six in the yeah. evening. Yeah, one, wanting one <laughs> Manhattan with ben sweet vermouth. Hey, how you doing, Ben Higgins? Channel Ten. Yeah. Channel Ten. <laughs> I oh my see. god! So Jay Powell didn't make the flight. Uh, didn't get in the starting lineup. But so it was like a punishment tonight. Not that he was going to start anyway. But yeah, uh, you know, he probably was going to start. Was. You know, with if, the hot he, hand. if he had been there and no no lineup change. But uh, Micah Parrish took advantage, and the game started and. You know, Air Force was up eight to six, and I'm going, oh, is it going to be one of these nights? They hit like three of their first four shots, a couple of threes, and I go, you don't want to let this team get hot. And then San Diego State just kind of put the clamps on. Uh, They could not get a shot off, essentially, uh, on offense for Air Force. The Aztecs started hitting their threes. I think they were 10 of 14 from three-point range at some point in the first half. Just red hot. One of the, uh, the better offensive performances you've seen from the Aztecs against a admittedly, you know, a lower-tier type Mountain West team. And uh, they were up 25 at the half, had four players in double figures. Uh, Micah Parrish, you know, helped that with uh, some good shooting in the first half. And then in the second half, you didn't really miss much. Uh, Air Force did start to get hot a little bit, and San Diego State got a little sloppy. And with a 25-point lead, it wasn't their best performance, but ended up holding on for a 77-64 win. It was never... It was never close. That that was the closest they got on a three at the buzzer uh, after it was pretty much 20 to 25 the entire second half. And then I think it was 25 with like four and a half minutes to go. And they went on a 14-2 run to close the game against some of the the walk-ons and the the bench warmers after you took out Jaden Ledee and... Uh, you know Lamont Butler to make sure they didn't get hurt at the end of the game. Well, the uh, tropical night that they were having in Colorado Springs, <laughs> I I expected to to you know they were they were really hyping up this game as you said uh, every team that plays the Aztecs does. Um, it didn't work. Uh, the the crowd was pretty quiet. Uh, but again, they're down you know twenty at half or whatever. Uh, you're going to take the the small crowd out of it. But the tropical shirts did not bring. The boys to the yard last night at all uh, that they were giving away. Uh, that's one of the ugliest. That's one of the worst basketball teams to watch I've ever seen in my entire Always life. Always is. It's. It's. How long has their coach been there, Ben? Joe Scott's been there for a while. Um, I don't know exactly how many years, but they occasionally will run into a good team. You know, guys that stay together for four years because you don't have many transfers at the right. Air Force Academy. They get locked in after, I think, their sophomore year. If you're going to stay, you're going to stay. Like Everybody around the country knows that San Diego State, their scoring can differ from year to year on, on how yeah. well they are able to get the ball in the basket, whether it's 60 points a game, 80 points a game, whatever. You always know with San Diego State, the defense will always be there. It will always be at an elite level. With Air Force, you know they are going to pass 18 different times oh my God, every possession. Pauly. They're going to run the clock down to about three seconds and then just chuck up a three. Yeah, It's why San Diego State, the student section, the show, every time, at least every game that I had been to, when Air Force comes to town, the show would dress up in their pajamas. They'd bring pillows <laughs> yeah. and sleeping bags because they just lull you to sleep. I was pinning my eyes. I was like... Hannah had passed out, and I'm like holding my eyes open, trying to get to the half, and then I did, and I was like, I'm out. It I was... mean, they're not even getting good shots. They no, just run the it, clock they are down good three just... point shoot. I think they ended up shooting fifty percent from yeah. three point range, um, and, and they made more in the second half, but they just couldn't. They couldn't get an open shot. When they got an open shot, they hit it, but it was because maybe like someone on San Diego State slipped on defense yeah. or. 
they had missed one and there was a really long rebound that came out to someone who was open. Those were the shots, and they made those. But when, you know, they have that one half a second of space where a good shooter is going to rise up and hit the three right before the defender gets his hand up, they didn't try those. They were afraid to take those shots and have them blocked by the Aztecs, you know, faster, stronger, taller defenders. And it, it led to a, a pretty ugly first half for Air Force. So Aztecs, uh, not only get the win, their, uh, their second road win, first at altitude all season, but they also got some help last night because around the Mountain West, uh, Nevada beat Utah State in Logan, 77-63, and Colorado State beat Boise State, 75-62. to So there's now a four-way tie for first place uh, through 10 games. It's 7-3 and three between the Aztecs, the Utah State Aggies, Boise State, and New Mexico. Uh, the 25th-ranked Lobos beat Wyoming, 91-73. So there's four teams in first place, and then there's three teams that have four losses that are just one game behind. So you got seven teams that are still absolutely in the thick of this race in the second half of the season. It's a pretty good con- it's a pretty exciting conference this year. It is and and you're going to play one of those teams this weekend, Benny. We're uh, going to play nothing but those teams for the next teams. four games. So oh. on Friday, uh 5 o'clock on Friday they go to Reno yep. and they will play Nevada and this one I'm going to say not the must-win game because you're in first place and you've got you've got time after it. But Nevada is a team you've already beaten once, and if you're going to steal one of these on the road against one of the better teams, feels like this is one that you can definitely get. So this is an opportunity game for the Aztecs to go in, sweep two road games in the week, at least remain in first place going into next week when you come home, but you're facing two teams that beat you already. You've got home games against Colorado State and New Mexico, two on the road. So you have to kind of hold serve. You don't want to get swept by anybody. So those games are next week. And then they go to Utah State, the team that's been in first place the whole season until they lost yesterday. So the next four games are all against top teams in the Mountain West. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a run, probably the toughest conference stretch of the season for the Aztecs. Love it. I think that's uh this is this is where, you know, this is where you make your make your hay, Ben, or, and, and kind of decides, you know, and you get you're just gonna see these guys and beat up on each other and then you get to the conference tournament and uh man, it's gonna be a great one. It's a really, really good conference this year. And I like um I like how San Diego State's playing right now, but the thing to remember is that the Mountain West tournament in Vegas is a format where the top five teams get buys to the quarterfinals. So one plays the winner of a play-in game, two and three do as well, and then four plays five in the quarterfinals. So of those seven teams, obviously you're trying to get a one or a two seed, but you also don't want to be the six or the seven. You're going to have two good teams that are a six and a seven that all of a sudden have to play four games in four days instead of Three games in three days. And, and obviously just for many reasons, you understand why that's, that's a much harder road to win. Even if you clobber your first opponent, you've used energy. You've got just more chances to lose. So you want to make sure you stay at least in the top five. Hopefully, you know, top, top one or two if you're San Diego State, but it's a, it's a wide open, wide open race right now Love in the it. Mountain West. Love it. Um, let's see. Anything else basketball Ben wanted to bring up today? I did have a couple of other basketball notes as long as we're uh, on the subject. Uh, Joel Embiid had a surgery yesterday, and uh, they said he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. 
which doesn't mean he's back in four weeks. Keep that in mind. Reevaluated means we'll see how he's doing, and then we'll decide. What's his injury? He had a meniscus uh, repaired left meniscus in his knee. He's obviously out of the MVP race. The question is whether he's going to be back at all this season, uh, you know, in time for the playoffs or something like that. If everything's going well, presumably in a month, they could start like a rehab and, and get him back on the court. If it's not going well, you wonder whether he's going to be back at all for the uh, for the 76ers this season. So, had one little NBA note uh, from yesterday, and uh, yeah, there you go. All right, good. That's enough basketball. Ben is done. God, holy cow, for the morning. Like Forty minutes of. There's a lot of basketball. Basketball bloviating uh, here on Ben and Woods this morning. Uh, There was a big, I guess, big news yesterday in in the world of baseball as far as contract extensions go. Did you see who got extended out and is going to be an Astro for life? Yeah. Uh, Jose Altuve. And I thought, you know, Jim Crane, the owner, had said he's never going anywhere. He's never going to play in another uniform. And he... He put his money where his mouth is yesterday, Benny, extending uh, Jose Altuve to five years, $125 million. Um, I mean, dude could still play. I mean, he is a, he is a really, really excellent, excellent player. And uh, yeah, it's one of those, again, I've really softened in my old age. Like, I, I, I think that's a really wise move, and I don't think that's a guy you want to see in another uniform, much like the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. It would have been weird to see him in a Rangers uniform uh, ending his career. There's just certain guys it makes sense. You want them in, in that uniform for the rest of their lives, and um, I think that's what Jim Crane, and, and I know Astros fans are really, really excited about that. Uh, I thought that was, you know, he's got the money to spend for sure. Uh, I thought it was a, a pretty smart move. You know, we talked about it yesterday with the Bobby Witt Jr. extension, <laughs> yeah. and I was talking. We talked about Fernando Tatis and his extension, and Julio Rodriguez. And I, I said I really think it's good for the game because there was a time not too long ago where people were lamenting the days of like Cal Ripken, Tony Gwynn. You know what I mean? Like guys that were just. Derek Jeter, guys that stayed with the same team their whole career, and you started to see guys just chasing the money. Yep. Every you know, signing two year deals, they're still going to be those deals, guys, and they're still will, of course. But I do like that a lot of the superstars are signing these ten, eleven, fourteen year deals because it keeps them there for life. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point, Polly. And this uh, deal was, I would say, it was very responsible of the Astros. It is not a backloaded deal. Yeah. It's a front-loaded deal. Yeah, it's front-loaded. So he'll make, I believe, like $35 million the first couple of years, but then it goes down 25 20 and then 10 yeah. in the final year. So while the luxury tax number will remain an average of 25 per year, they're actually not going to be hamstrung. Like when he's older and, you know, maybe in his swan song farewell season, he won't be eating up $38 million, million, yeah, dollars million of dollars payroll in a, a yeah. back-loaded deal. Like, you know, Xander Bogarts and Manny Machado and you Darvish may be doing for the Padres, he'll only be making ten million. So when you kind of reduce his role and you're you're only trotting him out as a as a part time player, perhaps in five years and you know, doing that farewell tour, you can stomach that a little bit more because you're probably getting him at a, a pretty bargain basement salary because you were willing to front load that deal. We'll pay more now when you're still closer to your prime. To your prime or, you yeah. know, and then in the end will pay a little bit less, which I thought was uh, was very responsible of the Astros, especially yeah. in a league where a lot of teams are going the other direction. And like, How little can we pay a guy now? We'll pay the Piper we'll later. We'll pay the Piper later. Yeah. The Dodgers being the, the number one example of that right now. Yep. 
you know, deferring and backloading. Astros didn't do that. They went the other direction. They zagged when everyone else is zigging. That's exactly right. In Major League Baseball. All right, um, we've got a new streamer, and Woods wants me to bend-splain as best I can what this means for the sports viewing landscape. The big announcement from ESPN Fox, TNT, yesterday. Get to that and take on Woods. Coming up next, hour number two, ahead on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Got baseball coming up. Tier 1 tour starts with the Miami Marlins. And their manager, Skip Schumacher, is going to be with us at 735 this morning. And baseball is one of the options you'll be getting on the new streaming service that was announced yesterday. Is that right? It is. In fact, you're pretty much getting everything on this new consolidated sports streamer. They'll have baseball. They'll have the NFL. They'll have NBA, college football, college basketball, NHL, PGA Tour, NCAA Tournament. It sounds like a dream come true, doesn't it? So this is forcing my hand as one of the the people that still pays an exorbitant amount Every month uh, to Cox, I have Cox and I do enjoy uh, Cox, but it it is expensive. There's no getting around that. Cox is very expensive. If if you want to get rid of it, this will help you get rid of your cable. This will maybe this will ease my pain a little bit, the burden. If you're going to get rid of cable, if you're going to keep cable, I don't. I don't think you're going to need this new streamer. It's superfluous. That's that's the read that I've gotten so far. And they haven't come out with a ton of the details. It's supposed to debut in the fall. It's going to I'm sure that they're targeting the start of the NFL season because that's that's something that gets a lot of views and streams and attention, but it's going to be built from the ground up. It's a it's a true joint venture. It's like one third of the company will be owned by each of these three entities. So ESPN, which is Disney, Fox, and then Warner Discovery, which is TNT, TBS. They obviously have NBA and 
NCAA. But what you're going to get is what you are already getting on these channels. You're getting, you know, the the TNT games with, you know, Ernie and Chuck and, and those big games. You'll get the ESPN Sunday night baseball games and their Wednesday night games and the ones that they have the rights for already. You'll get um, football games that are already going to be on, like, ESPN. You'll get Monday night football because it's already on ESPN. Or you'll get Fox's Sunday games. But you won't get CBS's because they're not part of this. So to be so to be honest, if I'm a Padres fan, which I am living in San Diego, which I do, I would still need to get. I would need to get this to see the big events that I want to watch because I love Sunday right. night baseball. I watch. I, it's like the yep. you know I have to see it every week, no matter who's playing. It's just part of the the week. Um, and then I still would probably need to subscribe to. MLB TV, as long as the blackout restrictions stay li- correct, stay lifted. This this the should... Padres are obviously in a unique situation. Correct. But no, uh, they they are. But so, really, any local team's coverage. Sure. If you're a fan of a local team, let's say you live in um, Kansas City and you want to watch Royals games, you're not going to get them on a streamer. You're going to need whatever they're streaming on, or your local channel, your local cable channel, or whatever their app is. Or if you're a uh, Memphis Grizzlies fan, Memphis Grizzlies are never on you know, TNT or ESPN, so you're still going to need whatever <laughs> channel it is to watch your so team. This is a dream for anybody that wants to watch sports other than baseball, other than Sunday night baseball, essentially. Right. And, and, and I the, think they, the, you know, TBS has some games. The one TBS game a week. Yeah. Um, you know, ESPN has a, a midweek game or two. So there will be baseball on there. And maybe even your team might be blacked out in your local market, though, would be my <laughs> guess. Even if they do have your team on one of these streamers. And I don't know that for sure, but that's the way these things usually work. <laughs> the other big question is what is it going to cost? Because there was no mention of a cost. And my. My expectation is, because they know that there's a lot of people who simply pay for cable or satellite now because of the sports content, that they'll be able to charge a fairly large amount. Because, hey, if you're paying you know, $70 a month for cable, or if you're Woods and you're paying $18,000 a month for cable. $70? Where are we? Wichita? <laughs> Some people actually, you know, you get the introductory deal and you you follow it up and you, know, you change it after one on. year. You can <laughs> so here's you can the manage deal. it. It's so just a pain deal. in the it's a pain in the rear end to do so. So I've heard this shtick before. This is this is falling into it's easy to find a corner outfielder uh, lore, right? Which is a fable. It's a fable. If it was easy to find a corner outfielder, we'd have one or two. So. Here's the bit. Uh, we had you ju- to. We traded one. Right. But you said, well, listen, you just got to call in. I've heard this bit before. Woodsy, call in, threaten to quit. You know what I do? You know what they do to me when I call in, threaten to quit? They go, all right. <laughs> and I, uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, you actually have to quit and then go somewhere right. else. Right. Go their somewhere else. Get deal. their introductory. And it, take the boxes the, back. Hey, take the box Come back on. to the UPS store and go through the entire process yeah, yeah, if I you want not. to get the best deal every time. No, it's, I did not print my label at home. Yeah. Could you print it for me? Thank you. <laughs> it's a where slog. and now take this where? Okay, I drop it here. Okay. Right, so pick good. a reasonable number. Hundred and forty dollars a month. Hundred and fifty bucks, yeah. If you know that there's a lot of people who are paying that to get their sports and are be gonna switch and cancel their cable well, you're going to charge, charge thirty bucks a month, or thirty dollars yeah, a month, thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, thirty nine ninety nine. Because you you know people will justify it and go, 
Well, I am saving now 120 or 130 on my cable, so yeah, I can pay that forty dollars a month for my sports streamer. Well, and everyone, everyone go to like... your phones. Oh, open up your phones right now. Click on settings and go to your name at the top, and then sign in. Uh, click on subscriptions. Okay. All right. I'll do mine first. I didn't even know that this this existed. Are you ready? Yeah. I subscribe to actively right now. Apple One. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm subscribed. This is horrible. I'm subscribed through Verizon to Apple One. ESPN Live Sports, $10.99 a month. Fitbit Premium, $80 a year. Headspace, which I've never used. Um, Hulu Plus, Max Stream, Peacock, Sirius, The Grint, The Vinyl App, Workouts for Men, and Zing Fitness Coach. I've subscribed to all of these currently. So and some of them don't even have prices next to this them. This doesn't have like my Hulu or Netflix. Right, or that doesn't that. have my Netflix either. I mean, I just have good God. The only one on here is Apple TV. Couple of I'm doing pretty well work actually. Here. Stuff. I mean, I don't Apple have care. I don't have all my streamers like my on here, but I've got my Apple TV Plus nine ninety nine, and Duolingo, which is Shelly. She's been trying to learn Spanish, which is one hundred and nineteen ninety nine for the year. Holy crap! Okay. <laughs> And that's all I've got right now. That's it. That's it. Everything else is, uh, well, there's no, I, I don't, I mean, I we get like Netflix and stuff, but it must be on her account. Yeah, I've got, I don't know where my Spotify, I subscribe to Spotify. Yeah, I don't know where, I don't know where, where that is. Oh, maybe it's Apple. through my PayPal, which is different, I think. But back to the streaming giant that's coming out sometime this fall. It's it's no surprise. Like Major League Baseball's always been weird. The NFL they want you to be able to watch just about every game you can get your hands on. I get it. Yeah, you're right. You're Baseball right. has always been so, weird, but, super localized. So that's going to be the issue. But, but at its face value, like this is what everybody wanted, right? You're like, I've got, I, I'm subscribed to Max and Netflix and Hulu and Showtime. Like, put it all together. Just put it into one service. Give me. That's the, what we got now. I've, well, I've said it for, for years. Sports. Give me. All right, what's the – I want one app. It's called cable. I want, right, right. Yeah, and that's the thing is if they said, here's one app. It's called Premiere, and you can watch anything you I want do on think it. This I, what would you pay for? I do think this gets us closer to that. Okay. I think, I think this takes us closer to a brave new world in which you can just get everything together. Because one of the things preventing that is the fact that there's different companies that – own different rights, and they all want to have their own apps. This is a time where three different companies are coming together to create one app. What so are it's, the companies again? It's uh, ESPN, which is you know Disney. Disney. It's Fox, and it's Warner Discovery, which okay. is like TNT, TBS, and all those. So if they prove that this can work, then you can see, well, if they, they can do it, then let's combine our... Our HBO and our Hulu and our Netflix yeah, and Netflix everything into calls one Paramount Plus. Gi- said, "Hey, let's, let's do one giant streamer all together and just put every bit of content in the world on it, and we'll charge two hundred dollars a month, but you'll get everything forever." And yeah, people then you're will love have it. Four separate conglomerates. What you need their app, and it's going to be well. $50 that's the thing. This is month. not. This is going to be the one app together. So maybe there is a way that we can just in the future just have one app. That streams everything. You know, Apple tries to do that. You can click on your Apple TV, and it'll it'll show you like something from my Spectrum app, which is my cable. Like, oh yeah, you've been watching this on Spectrum, and you've been watching this on Hulu, and I can just click it, and it picks it up, and it goes then to that app that it opens. But it's like, 
Well, at least it knows where I am and keeps my progress in the same spot. And, you know, we, we, we talk about it as baseball fans, especially baseball. Um, you talk about it every year as far as, like, man, they just need to, to, to get rid of blackouts altogether. I think that's a fantastic idea. I wish they would. But why would you? Right? Like, if that you have a, a deal with a you – know, why would you? It's 162 games that you – it's not smart business to just make it free for everyone or, or get a pittance – from a, a streaming server. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's too many games. There's, there's. Well, then, so what happens is the major conglomerate, they all, HBO, <laughs> Disney, who, like, everybody comes together, makes one giant streaming service, right. and then MLB strikes a deal with them like they did with the cable companies. But again, they're still not going to lift subscribe black, to that. They're not going to lift blackouts on 162 well, that's an local MLB games. Problem yeah, because, cable companies showed that you can kind of do it because they get their 495 for their channel each month out of the... Jim. What you're paying. Every Jimmy. other league has it figured out. Like the NBA has the team pass or whatever, where even if I think if you're in the local market, <laughs> you can subscribe however much a month to just only get your team's games. Jimmy goes, what are you going to call this app where all these channels are in one spot? Direct TV. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's right. Maybe I just... Maybe I just, I guess if I'm paying for cable, I don't need this new fancy They'll create app. a new app. It'll come directly to your TV. They'll even give you a device. A, a box. A box and a device that can change the, the channels channel. between the different Fantastic. streams all the way through. In fact, might as well just put numbers on each of the streams. Oh, that's like, a good idea. Instead of the ESPN app, we'll just call it like Channel 29. Channel 29. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's brilliant. Did we just invent cable here on the uh, program this morning? <laughs> All right, we need a contestant for Take on Woods. 833-288-0973. Hey, 833-288-0973. I, I think we figured it out. I think we you got know how on here. apps you can hit pause? We yeah. can maybe have like a pause feature on the uh, on the remote it's as good. well where we can come back or skip Rewind, through. Maybe. maybe we can even record games Phenomenal. on this new, Go back and watch them at your this new boxed app that yeah. we have on our television really cool. and watch I mean, them it's, back it's later. It's like TV, but it's not. Maybe we call it TiVo. Yeah, TiVo. <laughs> Exactly. I love Guys, this. we are really on to something here. Marketing geniuses yeah, that's uh, cable. That's in the studio about this here. morning. Yep. Just talking about cable. All right, let's, uh, let's play today's game. It's time for Take on Woods. <laughs> it's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Woods. Maybe you'll be able to play Take on Woods on this new app that we've created. Oh, uh, we got a lot of callers calling in. I see Steve. He likes to get in early in the month. Let's give him a chance to lock in his spot in uh, Vegas for the grand prize drawing. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Woods uh, should be shaking in his boots out there knowing he's taking on Steve. Take on Woods brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes and you don't have to get out of your car for directions and discounts. Go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. Remind everyone the prize this month is the two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and two tickets to Air Supply May 31st and June 1st at the International Theater. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, you know the rules. I'm going to just move right into it. Here are your categories today, Steve. We've got Don't Call Me Edward, Musical Eddies, Add a Zero, in which you will add one zero to each answer to get the uh, correct answer. And our new category, Hook, Line, and Sinker, the word hook in each of the answers for that one. So uh, what would you like to play? Don't Call Me Edward, Add a Zero, or Hook, Line, and Sinker? Wow. Um, 
Let's try Don't Call Me Edward. Don't Call Me Edward. I think you're going to do well on this one. We've got uh, musical eddies in each answer. You know how it works. Let's just put 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays. Are you ready, Paulie? I went so fast. I've never gone so fast for him. I'm just trying to keep it moving for Steve. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Steve. Let's take on Woods. Two tickets to Paradise Eddie Money. Correct. Born in Amsterdam, which rocker moved to a, as a child to Pasadena, where he formed one of the most iconic bands of all time with his drummer brother, Alex. Eddie Van Halen. Correct. Which grunge music and vocal legend supported himself in high school by working nights at the Long's Drug Store in Encinitas? Eddie Vedder. Correct. Rick James produced and wrote the song Party All the Time, for which comedian making his musical debut in 1985? Eddie Murphy. Correct. Which country singer-songwriter is best known for 70s hits, including I Love a Rainy Night and Driving My Life Away? Eddie Rabbit. I knew you'd get five out of five on that category. Steve, you made it way, way too easy sounding. You are in for Las Vegas. As easy as that, Polly will get that your information during the break. Yeah, and I think yeah. Woods is going to take care of this one. This is one of the uh, simpler categories I've done in a while. We'll see. Steve's score is locked in. Steve, one of the Hall of Famers of Take on Woods. All right. It's a good day to take me down. I am not not up to snuff today. Really? Yeah, I feel like I have. Just be, just, you can do this. All right. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Steve. Two tickets to Paradise, Eddie Money. Correct. Born in Amsterdam, which rocker moved as a child to Pasadena, where he formed one of the most iconic bands of all time with his drummer brother, Alex. Eddie Van Halen. Correct. Which grunge music and vocal legend supported himself in high school by working nights at the Long's Drug Store in Encinitas? That is Edward Vedder. Correct. Rick James produced and wrote the song Party All the Time, for which comedian making his musical debut in 1985? That is uh, Edward Murphy. Correct. Which country singer-songwriter is best known for 70s hits, including I Love a Rainy Night? Edward Rabbit. And driving my life away. Have you away. figured out the category? Uh, Eddie? Yeah. Musical Eddies. It was Don't Call Me Edward, and you both got a five for five. Not one of the tougher categories I've come up with, but uh, well done, both of you. I think I love, I love Two Tickets to Paradise so much. So much. It's such a good song. It's a good song. It's not feasible, though. Like, imagine going home to my wife thinking, hey, I got two tickets to paradise. She'd be like, we have no sitters for the kids. You didn't run this by me. I don't really want to go there. When are we leaving? When, when are we, we leaving? And then you get there and you realize you forgot your ID yeah. and they won't let yeah, they you, won't let you on the, the plane. plane. It's, this is too much for me. <laughs> Just try it today, guys. Go buy two tickets to paradise today and go home to your wife and say, guess what? We're leaving right away. Pack your stuff. Steve, <laughs> no, well, well done today. A crisply played game by both of you. Of take on woods. Yeah, very uh, don't do this. Is coming up next. I um. There's so much that goes around the Super Bowl. The marketing opportunities. I've got a couple of stories coming out of uh, Las Vegas this week that I want to get to in our next segment. Uh, yeah, there's been some really really bad questions asked at the Super Bowl. We can highlight Ooh, I like uh, those. highlight that as well. All right, that's coming up next with Ben Woods after a check of traffic here on ninety seven three The Fan. Don't do this. It's time for Don't 
do this. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. First unofficial don't do this goes to yours truly for forgetting to read the sponsor the last couple of days. I actually got shamed by Adam Klug in our post-show meeting yesterday. Which is very The disappointment rare. in his eyes. <laughs> he like, was, was there anything we can do to help you? Hey, Ben. Other is there any than, particular reason why you choose not to Other than read? bolding it and highlighting as Polly does right here. And I go, no, I just need to get into a rhythm. Like a shock collar. This is the day. <laughs> Don't Do This is brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sereno yeah. Valley. The Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Go to thecrafttaco.com. Do do that and take a look at their happy hour specials mm. today. Thecrafttaco.com. Yeah. That's one. Let's see if I can remember again tomorrow. All right. This is all Super Bowl related in Las Vegas for Don't and Do Do This. I will start. Well, I'm Colonel Budget. So, you know, you can watch the Super Bowl at home for free. It's a pretty good experience, actually. It's a great experience. You get all the commercials. You get everything. I don't know that I want to go to the game to begin with. The ticket prices are pretty insane already. Thousands of dollars a seat. Uh, But if you really wanted to be there, fine. I get it. What I don't get, though, is someone paying $2.5 million to attend one football game for, you know, what, four hours you're there? For $2.5 million. But that's what the top suite at Allegiant Stadium is going for this week. Now, it is fully stocked with food. It better which, be stocked with new... Like, never mind. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's $2.5 million, and then uh, would you like to buy some food Hot to go dog with package? That? That's going to be And the peanut package? No, it is included, and it is, uh, it's upgraded. Let's just say that. It better it's be in the this best suite, food of all time. It will have um, a surf and turf buffet with oh. Wagyu beef and lobster and carne asada fries, seafood stuffed potatoes, Bacon-wrapped hot dogs, cheesecakes, and your classic souvenir popcorn. Uh, They will have a full-service bar complete with bartenders ready to make, I would hope, all the top-shelf stuff. Not making my own slow gin fizz in there (laughs) at the Super Bowl. It's just a box of cut water. (laughs) So, and I mean, the location looks pretty prime, like right around the 50-yard line, right in the middle. Big, giant TVs in there. It's a nice suite at Allegiant Stadium. I just think $2.5 million is a bit extravagant to go to a football game and enjoy some buffet items think, at said football game. I mean, I think the, the point of it is that we all need wealthier friends because I would tag along to that. Yes. Like a, oh, yeah. yeah I'll, go, I'll mean, go. Oh, my God. Yeah, my buddy got the suite at the Super Bowl. Yeah, the two point five. I mean, I don't know how many. It doesn't say how many people. You figure when those suites usually 20. So does one so 20, so mega rich see. person buy it? And then everyone kicks in. Well, everyone, hey, can you guys all Venmo me $300,000? So, $120,000 a pop? Did you just do the math? I know. I, I just saw guessed. That. Yeah, $125,000 each if you split, split it 20 ways. So that's what I'm asking. Does one guy just cover it all because he's that rich? Can you find 20 people who can all fork over $125,000 for the game? Yeah. I think that'd be harder than just paying the 2.5 yourself. I uh, would really like to experience that suite. I think that would be be really, really fun. 
Uh, the Super Bowl is, is you know, the media day. We talked about it yesterday. It, it, it gets a little bit ridiculous. And when you throw in the, the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift circus uh, into that as well, you're going to get questions, and you're going to get weird questions. I don't know that, that you're going to get a weirder question than the one that they... Now, I, this wasn't media day. This was just the coach, the coach. doing his podium right. that they do every day during the week. They have the media day where they're all on the floor. It's a big ballroom that's, or something. That's probably a little and more like, loose, right? The any media Joe day. Joe Schmo with the media, like you, uh, you know, a podcaster, like Barst, like anybody. This was the actual, like the, the coach podium, press conference. Coach press conference. Listen to this question asked like, of Andy. They Reed. used to have like Courage the Cowardly Dog would come and ask questions yeah. on media day. Listen to the question asked of uh, Andy Reid by a, a German. Report. Coach, right here. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, question from Germany. Yes. Um, as you said before, um, times have changed a lot. Uh, the internet, mobile phones. Um, what do you say about the conspiracies that uh, have popped up concerning Charles Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like some kind of Republican conspiracies, that you guys made it to the Super Bowl to actually secretly re-elect or help re-elect President Biden? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's way out of my league. Very similar to me speaking German. <laughs> I, but I listen, we appreciate, uh, I appreciate the question. She's, she's been great. Um, and um, we had a nice visit with President Biden. That's about as far as I can go last year. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. I don't think you did anything to tamp down those rumors. That's true. I mean, the, it's pretty much, I just follow the script they give me. The, <laughs> the, it, like, you're gonna. That's what you're gonna. You get your hand raised, and they call, and you got Andy Reid right in front of you at the Super Bowl, and that's that's what you're gonna ask. It's very <laughs> weird, man. I feel. I do feel a bit of sympathy for having to go up there and answer questions. One question that we played on the air today. That's true. That's the it's, one. That's the one. So mission accomplished. And, uh, German reporter. Which brings right. us to do do this and D D Mega Do Do. If I'm going to complain about people who are spending 2.5 million. Then I'm going to praise someone who's getting something for free at Super Bowl week. And everybody's looking to to find a way to make some noise in Las Vegas. And one little white wedding chapel on the Strip has made the most noise with a brilliant, brilliant promotion. Costing them probably nothing at all. But they have offered Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift an absolutely free wedding if they'd like to get hitched while they are in Vegas for the Super Bowl. They have offered a, a confetti cannon, the whole nine yards, if they want to come. And they've gotten plenty of attention for this offer that clearly it, no one is going to take them up on. But I mean, we'd it, also like to offer a slot for Taylor Swift and Travis Yeah, Kelsey. we're not going to get promotion for it. And they've gotten a ton That's of attention true. for this. That's brilliant marketing That's right smart. there. Yeah, smart for nothing. In fact, they're, they said the offer is actually extended to all players on both teams oh. and coaches. So if anyone on either the Chiefs or the 49ers, wants to get married. On the house. Like, you know, you've seen the proposals on the field post-game, like players who get down on their knee after they yeah, win. Yeah, of course. They want to just go ahead right after the game and consummate. They now have that opportunity to do so through no cost of their own. Yeah, at good. The, uh, the little white wedding chapel that has gotten a ton of uh, free publicity out of it, and that is genius marketing. Smart right move, man. Smart move. Uh, you know, we have a, a place you can buy our Ben and Woods T-shirts. So, but you have to pay for those. You know, it's it's not Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift. If they want a Ben and Woods shirt, we will hook them. Uh, up. It's on the house. On the house. Look at that. Publicity. To have them wear it. Uh, the guy that's coming on next, he wears a Ben and Woods shirt. He does. He did it in a press conference last year and in a marketing video. <laughs> 
the Marlins did, and God, he looked good. The shirts were made for him. Our Tier 1 tour begins with the Miami Marlins and their manager, Skip Schumacher. Coming up next with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, if we're going to do our Tier 1 tour, we're going to start it off with a bang. And we will count down 29 days, 29 shows remaining until the Padres opener. So each day we will focus on a different team. And we will start with the Miami Marlins. And we will start with their manager, Skip Schumacher, right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fam. Oh, that Tier 1 tour bus is purring like a kitten kitten, at the start of the tour. And joining us right now as we begin in the NL East with the Miami Marlins playoff team from one year. We go straight to the source. Our good friend, the manager of the Marlins, Skip Schumacher, is back with us here on 97.3 The Fan. Before we look ahead at the season, Skip, first of all, how are you doing? How is the offseason treating you? Hey, guys. Yeah, no, I'm great. Uh, just catching up on family time. My son he made the varsity team for nice. Santa Margarita High School, so he'll be starting there uh, next weekend. So I'll get a varsity game in um, before I head out. And then my daughter's eighth grade and playing the doing the travel soccer, so things are good. 
That's awesome, man. And and we haven't talked to you on the air since August. We've texted a little bit, but obviously, congrats on the uh, Manager of the Year award. Uh, picked that up. What was that last week when you went? I saw you guys all dapper and and going to to make your speech and all that. And I uh, just wanted to wish you congratulations on that. And now you have to go out and do it again. That's the fun part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, thank you for that. Um, you know, it's a it's an organization award, staff award. You know, I. I I guess I was driving the bus, but um, had a you know a lot of good staff members around me to help me out and cover my blind spots, which I needed, uh, especially being a rookie manager. And uh, hopefully, we can get back to the playoffs this year. What do you think for you? You know, you talk about blind spots, and it's something that all sports radio hosts and all fans of a team we're very quick to point out managers' blind spots. But it's rare to get a manager on the phone to say, "Yeah, this is what maybe I, I struggle with." For you, looking back on the season, what did you think maybe? was was like all right yeah i'm I'm glad so and so was there to pick me up well i was really happy that rod barajas and uh luis Uretta, my bench coach were there with me um you know i needed a strong latin influence that i could trust next to me um i don't know spanish uh we had a lot of latin guys on our team and i needed my message to be uh hit home with a lot of these players and not someone else push their own agenda and uh, when you have alignment like that um, with Spanish, American, whoever's coming in, um, I, I think uh, you know that's the best way to go about things. That's I, awesome. I'm paying for a Duolingo subscription if you want to. <laughs> if you want to just jump on my account and start send learning you the, the password, yeah, <laughs> to jump in there, fresh 120 a year for uh, that. Speaking of manager of the year, I just wanted to ask: Padres hired the 2019 manager of the year in the National League from the St. Louis Cardinals. Mike Schilt is their new manager now. He was in the organization when you were there as a minor league skipper but how how well did you did you know Shilty and just any thoughts you've got on the new skipper for the Padres yeah I, I did a couple rehab assignments unfortunately uh in double a when Schilt was the manager there um Mike is super uh disciplined he knows the game really extremely well uh is gonna hit home uh with the fundamentals every single day I don't think he misses anything as far as you know, on game situations, nothing's going to, you know, uh, speed up on him. Um, I think guys are going to really like him. And, and, um, and I, I don't think, um, um, I, I think they got it right as far as the hire. And, and I'm hoping, um, you know, he, he does really well in that clubhouse and in that city because, you know, I love San Diego and, and they deserve a, you know, a, a championship. I just hope it's, not this year. I hope it's the Marlins going at it. But Shilty is uh, Shilty's Shilty's awesome. Well, and, and we're talking to Skip Schumacher here, manager of the uh, the Miami Marlins on Ben and Woods. And you know, it, it, it's funny because that's the the job of of the manager is to to take the team that that he was given and go out and and get the best he can from them. And that's exactly what you did last year. But, you know, by all accounts, I mean, we've lost a lot of players here. Looks like, you know, Jorge Soler, uh, who was a, a big force for you guys. So now you got to find a way to, to replace him. Now you got to find a way to get the most out of it. And I know there's some guys that you acquired at the deadline that are going to be there. What are you, I don't want to say most nervous about, but what is the, what are you looking at going, all right, this is where we really need to focus on uh, for the Miami Marlins. Yeah, I think it's always dangerous in my seat to look outside the organization and try to think of different players you can bring in to make your sure. team better because then you're not focusing on how you're getting your own guys better. Um, my focus right now and our staff's focus right now is to figure out how to get our guys better and 
um, to have them get career years under the belt this year, whether it's Nick Portez, uh, you know, taking the next step. It's, um, you know, Yuri Perez, Trevor Rogers, what is Tanner Scott going to have another repeat year? And then, you know, Soler was a big leader in that clubhouse. Same with Guriel, you know, who's going to provide that veteran leadership um, and hoping it's Josh Bell. Um, he was great for us when he was acquired last year. But uh, I think the, the biggest hurdle for me, because the players control that clubhouse, and they're the uh, you know we try to figure out what the pulse of that clubhouse is, and if we don't have veteran leadership in there, um, then you're you know kind of guessing uh, on what's going on in there. And, uh, and I'm hoping Josh, and I think he is uh, going to you know lead our guys again. Skip one thing: uh, the Marlins do have, uh, even with uh, Sa- Sandy Alcantara out for the season after Tommy John surgery, is some some pitching depth, yeah. and and I'd imagine that you're looking at that as as one of the strengths of your team going into the the 2024 season. I mean, it's not like you you didn't have Sandy necessarily healthy last year either. Now you know he's going to be out. How does that kind of uh, inform your uh, your pitching kind of decisions going into this year? Yeah, you know, Sandy didn't have the year that he's used to having last year. Um, however, I will say that he provided innings. Uh, you could sign up for six or seven innings every single outing, which helped the next day, uh, our bullpen, our bullpen usage. Uh, the next starter didn't feel like he had to provide seven innings because Sandy only went two. Sandy was posting. Um, last year, I was really excited to see Trevor Rogers. He gave us a little over 25 innings last year. Um, so I'm going to, he was an all-star the year before. So I, I want to see what Trevor looks like. He's, uh, fired up and a lot of motivation to come back and, and prove people wrong, which is always dangerous, you know, a, a good thing and a dangerous thing for other teams when you have an all-star pitcher who missed the majority of the year last year, um, to come back and, and ready to go. So, um, we do have pitching depth. I'm excited about it. Um, we were not uh, great offensively as far as the rankings are concerned. So, you know, trying to figure out how we can score more runs and be better on the base passes is, is the goal. And uh, we're talking to Skip Schumacher here on Ben and Woods this morning. I love uh, Jake Berger. I just I loved him when he was in Chicago. Uh, he came over to to Miami last year, provided a spark for you guys. He's uh, he's kind of old school, you know, got that kind of old school look to him. Like guys I grew up watching in the eighties. I'm like he would have fit in great with the White Sox <laughs> of the eighties. What has he brought to your team, and and do you expect big things from him this year? I do. Middle of the order bat, you know, uh, we got at the deadline and anybody who has a mustache is dangerous. 100%. You know what I mean? Like yeah, 100%. the confidence with someone who has a mustache, I just, I'm all in on. Um, and he pulls it off. So, uh, yeah, middle of the order bat with the stash, sign me up. Um, but he's a young power hitter, um, in the game that, um, is just becoming a really good hitter. It's not just power. He's using the whole field. He's understanding game plans. And um, and when we acquired him, he really took off and uh, became a, a complete hitter. So, yeah, excited to see what he's going to provide, you know, playing every single day this year. All right, and i got to ask you about your assistant GM who has discovered TikTok and uh, is put out a new <laughs> one yesterday. Now, how many dietary and nutritional plans, maybe workout plans. Has he texted you the offseason? Of course, I'm talking about Gabe Kapler. He he just he fascinates me to no end. I, I've poked around on his website before. It's the ramblings of, of, of I don't want to say a crazy person, but he's got some ideas about bullpen management that I read one time and I went, I mean, maybe it's genius, maybe it's crazy. What a uh, what an interesting cat he is. And you got what do you guys just gonna be push up contests at spring training? Like this is gonna be insane, both of you guys on the same field. 
Well, the the one thing I, I have in common with Gabe is is we both believe that comfort is death. So if you just go about it the same way all the time, then you're not going to grow. And yeah, there might be some crazy ideas, but why not throw them out there and see if they work? And if they don't, and they're crazy. That's okay. But why not just try it and see what happens, especially in the minor leagues and trying to develop guys and seeing, you know, what different things work because, you know, five, 10 years ago, we didn't have rap Soto and Trackman was just kind of coming along and, you know, certain hitting techniques and technology. So that was crazy 10, 15 years ago. Now it's like a standard. Yeah. So I think, you know, him just thinking outside the box, just, you know, you kind of question yourself and how you do things. And, um, and I think he provides that and Gabe's a good guy. I mean, he is, uh, there's some stuff I get it on TikTok and stuff that'll make you laugh. It's so good. Yeah. But, uh, but you get him, you know, in a room full of guys and just talk about different scenarios and situations. The guy's smart and, uh, and he challenges you. and, And I love that. Speaking of crazy ideas, I've got one that, that I've been thinking about for a while that I think you'd actually like, but I've never understood. So you're the Miami Marlins, and you spend all summer in Florida. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they spend all summer in Phoenix. Why not flip it and you trade and you do spring training in Arizona and they do spring training in Florida just to mix it up, and you guys get to come out to Scottsdale for the next six weeks. He's uh, our own Gabe Kapler here. Uh, ben is. Our I think Gabe that Kapler. makes a lot of sense. Uh, would you it's be on, Would you be on board idea. with the uh, the old swap with the Diamondbacks? Well, I do love Arizona spring training. I will say that <laughs> everyone I mean, loves Arizona travel, spring training. That's you don't you, can, you don't have to be political here. Everyone I've ever talked to in baseball always says. Arizona spring training is better than Florida spring Far training. Superior. It, it, it really is. You know, I spent a lot of years obviously in St. Louis and doing the whole West Palm Beach. And West Palm Beach, by the way, is not bad either. Um, but no, no, it's not anything bad traded, about the locales, but it's the travel yeah, yeah, and everything that they say is so much better in Arizona. You're exactly right. It's, just, it's the travel. The travel is second to none. Uh, and you get in all, a lot of the ballparks in Arizona have been redone as well, which uh, Florida is just starting to do and accomplish. But it's not done. Where there's some beautiful ballparks in Arizona and a lot of fun to play at. Yeah, he's our own. But I'm not captain. switching. Yeah, he's not switching. I mean, it's, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's just, it's just well, <laughs> bad idea. Man. Like one of Cap- one of Kapler's ideas that I absolutely I was like, maybe he's genius. I came in, I told Ben about it the next day. So let's say uh, you call on a reliever and he throws his limit and he's not going to pitch the next day. Like let the guy stay home. And I go, hmm. Like he gets to stay home, refresh, be with his family. He doesn't need to be at the ballpark. He's not going to throw. There's no circumstance in which he's going to throw. Let the guy stay home. And I went. He's crazy. And then I said, or maybe he's genius. I can't tell. But, like, this was an idea he posted on his website. Now, he didn't do it with the Giants, obviously. I, what? Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? If I throw Other my players limit, would be jealous, would they right? Be je- they'd be jealous, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some, you know, ideas like that. Uh, I, I mean, I don't have to agree with every one of them. <laughs> so uh, that would that would not be one that I would agree with. I just believe in team and, can, and chemistry. And if someone is seeing something, and uh, you know, I just I just believe in leadership and and what a team really means. And I think you know you see it in a lot of showcase baseball now, guys flying in and flying out on the weekend. I yeah. don't think that is shows any sort of uh, teamwork or team chemistry or what a team's all about. So again, I there's some great things, and then I, you know that's. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that one for me, uh, my team would, would work. I've got one more baseball question before you, before, before you go, Skip. What's the ceiling for Jazz Chisholm? 
I mean, you know, he's obviously been really, really good so far, but how good do you think he can really be if things totally come together for him? If Jazz plays every single day and he's got to post and stay healthy, I don't want to put a number on it, but it's a 30-30 year. I mean, there's no doubt it's a 30-30 year, and he was trending in the right direction of winning, or not winning, but like going into the top tier of a, um, you know, gold glove, you know, type of center fielder. The guy's got a cannon for an arm. He can outrun the baseball. You know, there's very few guys that can just outrun the ball when they're stealing. Bad jump, and then they're still safe. Jazz is one of them. Um, he's starting to understand game plans, and he's starting to understand what a winning player looks like. It's tough as a young player sometimes to come up and understand that you're trying to survive. You're trying to, you know, build your own brand or, you know, you know, become, you know, uh, an everyday guy, whatever it means. And uh, and I think, you know, once you're understanding what a winning player looks like, and that's all you care about that day is to help your team win, everything else is gravy. And um, once you get a little taste of that postseason as well, um, then you know, like, I got to get back. And that's really where you make your name, right, is in the postseason. So he, this kid plays 140, 150 games. Man, uh, you know, the Marlins are in a good spot. Skip, really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the next uh, couple of months in Jupiter. Remember, I offered you Scottsdale. You declined. Yeah, so no. have, have a good spring training. We'll talk <laughs> to you again, uh, you know, when the season gets started. All right. You guys are the best. Thank you very much. There he is. Buddy. Skip Schumacher, always the best. Uh, getting our Tier 1 tour started with the Miami Marlins, who have, uh, yeah, they haven't made a lot of moves this year, but they're coming off a playoff appearance. They've got the manager of the year, reigning manager of the year. It's hard to win back-to-back manager of the years because usually expectations go way up. Skip, once again, the expectations are kind of tamped down because of the offseason they've had. So if they have another surprise good year, who knows? Back-to-back manager of the year awards are uh, are in the cards maybe for Skip Schumacher. I mean, the division, you know, is not not – not any easier. I mean, they they were going into the division last year, and the Mets had spent all that money, and those guys were gone. The, the big guys that they signed were gone by halfway through the season. So, uh, but you know, you still got the Braves in that division. You got the Phillies in that division. Uh, but yeah, we're obviously pulling for him. I feel like Jazz might be the best nickname right now in baseball. I think is that his name or is that Jazrado Hermes Arrington Chisholm Junior. Great nickname, isn't that great? Jazz yeah. Jazrado. That's really good. Uh, I, why would you switch spring trainings? Just because it's better? Well, I was offering to get him closer to us. Yeah, that's true. And we and could see, and we could see him when we go out there, yeah. maybe, and have a dinner with him, and he could be closer to his family. And I know the travel is always better. But don't you? Have, I always wondered. Like you do, you're there all year long. Isn't part of spring getting away a little bit? Like you get away from where you normally it's so, so train far, to go somewhere else. But they're and, in Florida. Like, don't you want right. to be in and, the place and Arizona where... is in Arizona. They don't right. go anywhere for spring training. Yeah. But I knew that. I knew it was going to be a non-starter. I just thought I've kind of, I just kind of pondered that for a while. There are no I'd bad ideas in brainstorming. That's what I unless that's... they're yours. But yeah, right. mostly there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. I think he laughed at you. He did. He laughed. Um, so uh, pull that graphic up again for our Tier 1 tour because I would like to know where we are headed tomorrow. Oh, the Philadelphia Phillies will continue in the NL East tomorrow and take a look at uh, the Phillies. Maybe we need to text Matt season. Strom. Ooh, maybe Matt Strom. Maybe Devin Caney. Maybe John Marks. we got a lot of friends. <laughs> I will yeah. take We're going to do three. Any and three all guests. Guests. Fine by me. Tomorrow on our Tier 1 Tour. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we've got two hours left of the program. I want to get into the Padres' win projections for 2024 and more. All coming up here on 97.3 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Wednesday, Ben Woods, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Woodsy, that's Paul Rindle, and that's Benjamin Higgins uh, here. We are with you every day, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. Thanks so much for being here. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you. If you're listening on the radio, we appreciate you. Listening on your smart speaker, the Odyssey app, all of uh, the above. So thank you so much for being here. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, we just talked to Skip Schumacher, manager of the Marlins. We'll make our picks after we go through the, the division on uh, where everyone is going to, where we think everyone's going to fall. We can recheck it at the end of the year. But I went to caplifestyle.com, Ben, and I pulled up the article I referenced to Skip Schumacher. <laughs> and I want to read this to you guys. And I'm telling you, when I read it, I went, you're crazy. But you're also maybe a genius. Listen to this. Suppose we have a day game following tonight's game. we got a reliever opening in front of the starter tonight. If I say to that reliever, hey, we got an early start tomorrow. You're done after the first inning. Go spend the evening with your family. Get a good night's sleep. We'll see you tomorrow so you'll be better rested to give us a few hitters then. I'll inevitably be met with, I can't do that. I have to stay for the game to support my teammates or similar. The translation of that, of course, is my teammates will question my commitment. Silly? Yeah. But he'd be correct. I've seen it play out way too many times. This is, this is genius right here. Culturally, in baseball, 
We prioritize performative acts too much over what will actually help us win. We'd rather have our players out there throwing together before the game or staying in the dugout rather than going home, getting a few extra hours of sleep. If I'm your teammate, I don't need you to be here tonight wishing you were home. I need you to pitch well tomorrow. This is a cultural shift that needs to happen. It can only happen when we start to understand what being a good teammate actually is. Hmm. Now, this is weird. It, that's not just a sports thing. I think that's a life thing. I think, I, I mean, I, I, I look at a good teammate as that someone is there, right? And is that, that's just kind of ingrained in me. If I'm not feeling great today, but if I stay home and sleep, and I'm better rested and prepared for tomorrow's show. It doesn't help you guys. It doesn't help you guys at all. I need to be here. But if you weren't feeling great and you weren't going to be a part of today's show whatsoever, you were just going to be sitting back there. That's worthless. I'd rather have you home rested up for tomorrow. And tomorrow and Friday. We do need you. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird like, thing. But- I absolutely get what Skip was saying in response to that. Me too. We just had him on. He's like, look, I, that's not for me. Like, I want guys there. It builds team camaraderie and all that. But I mean, if we got a, a week long homestand and Darvish pitches on a Monday night, he's not doing anything on Tuesday. He's running, and like, there's no reason in in today's day and age that you Darvish can't wake up on Tuesday morning and run. At home on a treadmill or lift or or plyo ball or stretch or whatever. But if you Darvish didn't show up on Tuesday, what does that say to Michael King and Johnny Burrito? They're like, oh, it's just he's right. It's a cultural thing, and I think baseball. Well, I can't even say baseball does it more than anybody, but it's prevalent in baseball. Performative acts over what will actually help us win. Now, it could blow back in your face, right? It could absolutely blow back in your face. But this is it's almost like this is the way it's always been. I, you I need think, to be there. I think this is pretty fascinating, actually. It really for is. For a couple of reasons. I, I don't know that there are a ton of real-world comparisons. I was trying to, like <laughs> Paul was trying to come up with that example. I mean, if you're sick and you're not going to be on the show, just be at home. But Yeah, go home. That's different. I the The one example I could give is... So on TV, my job, like on election night, I always come in, it's a Tuesday, and I get ready to have a sports cast, but most of the time I just get bumped because they're doing live of course. election coverage, and I could have just stayed home that night, but I'm there doing my job because I feel like I have to be there. Uh, should I have just taken the day off? I don't know. I don't know that there's a job. If you're a surgeon... But you don't have a surgery scheduled that day. Do you have to go in for like office hours and be there or not? I don't know exactly how it works in other professions, but we all know kind of how baseball works. And I would say that the issues that you would run into is certainly you couldn't uh, you couldn't offer this same perk to a and it would be a perk I think for a lot of players to know. Hey, if I if I pitch two. Two plus innings the night before I get the day off the, the next day. I get to stay home. I don't have to come in. You couldn't offer that to any of the position players. Uh, no. Uh, you know, they have to be on standby because of how the game is going. Correct. Um, you Darvish pitches Monday. He does not need to be on standby for Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. He doesn't. There's, there's in no Certainly circumstance, there's no circumstance where you're going to a starting pitcher 
uh, two to three days after. Technically, he really doesn't even need to be there until his next start, but you can't do that. You can't right. do that. But the he, next day, like the immediate next game, it's like, hey, man, get your body right. Because I'll tell you this. I can, I can see the idea there. What do we bitch about the most as morning show hosts beside the uh, getting up early? It's the, well, wait. They're doing a holiday. They're letting everyone off at noon. Yeah. Does that mean we get to walk at eight? No, we're here for the full four-hour show, right? Or, or hey, the sales team's working from home Monday through Friday. I mean, you do yeah, have, to have about a week collected over uh, the last couple of years yeah. from all of the hey, we're closing the office, closing at noon the office for... early. Why don't you close it at seven <laughs> and then we'll leave, right? But you can't. It just doesn't work that way. But you would say that a lot of people would argue that the point of a team is to get everybody Together. pulling on the same rope, Correct. on the same page. Correct. And you're not wrong when either. When you treat different players differently, that can create more division but and do jealousy. You, do and you think trouble in a clubhouse sometimes? Now you're pretty naive if you think not you, but the, you're pretty naive if you think that players aren't treated differently. In the clubhouse, right. whether they're there or not. There are guys that Mike Schilt can walk up to and say, hey, what are you doing? What are you on your phone? You need to be taking grounders. There are guys that he can't say that to. They're just That's the way that it is. That's just the way that it is. Should everyone be treated equally in a clubhouse? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think uh, that would cause bigger issues. I think that would cause bigger issues. Like, hey, you need to go ahead and get your laps in. Like, who are you talking to, dude? I know I've been playing this game for ten years. I I put one hundred and fifty eight games. I, there's a year. an argument to be said. Like if you're giving Manny Machado the day off from the lineup, give him the day off. Let him be at home, not be there, and have an actual day off. So many days off because guys do get days off, but they're always there. You know, they may. Hey, you don't get here six hours before the game. Just get here a couple of hours before the game. But it's not really an off day when you still have to go in and you still have to get in uniform and you have to be there the whole time and sit in the dugout for the entire game. It's not an off day. Well, there's differences between, uh, hey, you're not starting, but you're available off the bench, or you're down. Like, you're not playing today. Yeah. Oh, Sean says they're getting treatment most likely. Yeah, absolutely they are. They're They're getting treatment. But, you know, he, he makes the case in it as the opener. You know, hey, man, come out on – you're going to open on Tuesday. So on Monday, we know you're opening. We're not going to use you tonight because you're opening the game for us. Monday, you come. You get you throwing in. And after the first inning, just go ahead and, and bounce. Get a good night's sleep. Go be with your family, your kids. Then we'll see you tomorrow ready to go and fresh. I mean, it sounds – Now, we've it, seen the Padres last season. Um, he let guys stay – like they didn't take Joe or... Musgrove to Colorado right. to keep him fresh and not have to put him through the altitude when he was going to send guys maybe home a day early if they were going to start so they didn't have to wait around for yeah, a they team do that. flight. They do that sometimes, and that's I think that's part of it. I mean, that's kind of a day off when you don't have to do that. <laughs> so there is some of that that goes on in Major League Baseball. Uh, L3 Oogie says, I'd rather have coworkers miserable at work with me. Yeah, I think we all do, and I think that is the um, – I think that is the – the crux of it all. Janine makes a good point. The extra eyes of a pitcher not pitching can maybe observe mechanical issues. Teammates even learn new things while observing. Absolutely. It's also what Skip said. You just want to make sure everyone's there. If something happens, right? You get in a brawl or something like everybody there. I'll I would never hate... know until somebody actually tries this. Some team tries it. I know. But if it were to work, 
as Gabe Kapler suggests, thinks that it will, and it maximizes performance, yeah. and a team dominates. That's ultimately the biggest bonding. Surprises me. Bonding. It surprises I mean, me that Kevin Cash hasn't done it already. To yeah. be honest with Think you, about your job, whatever it is. Uh, you are a dentist. Would you ever really want to like your schedule? Is I work from late February until you know October. And I work almost every single day. I get maybe, you know, 12 days off between that. And then I get the entire, you know, four months, November, December, January, most of February. I get that pretty much completely off. You know, maybe I'll I'll do a little reading on my subject and a couple of things. But for the most part, I'm off. You would still get tired during that stretch. That wouldn't be... That wouldn't be fun to have to be working as much as you did in that job for that stretch. For sure. And with that's what a baseball player schedule is. Yeah. There's definitely an argument to be said that they would be better off, everybody, even position players, with a little more time off, a little more freedom from the job to stay mentally fresh and engaged for a very long season. Keeping people mentally fresh and engaged for a season is a challenge. And that's a challenge that Skip's going to face. That's a challenge that Mike Schilt's going to face. That's a challenge that everybody, high school coaches face it. You know, T-ball coaches face it. Keep those kids mentally sharp for an hour while they're trying to play. Um, it's it, it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting theory that Gabe Kapler has, and, and Skip will get all of the interesting theories uh, thrown at him. I just thought it was I thought it was fascinating. It was just a new way to to look at it, and um, you you hear all the time about what a grind that season can be. Uh, it's a grind to cover. I can't imagine what a grind it is to play, get treatment. I mean, they, they're paid handsomely for it, I understand. But it is a grind, make no doubt about it. Would you do me a favor? Sure. Read me that text that you got just uh, a few minutes ago about uh, about me from your friend yeah. Jack. Uh, my buddy Jack Taylor, you guys know, he uh, is a friend of the program, texted me at 724. He said, at some point, can you ask Ben... When I can listen to Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. I am so glad you asked, Jack, because you can tune in to Kickoff with Boomer of Science and Mike Valenti every Friday at 7 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and always on the free Odyssey app. It is presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. That was organic. I loved how that worked out. If you would tomorrow, someone else out there would like to text Woods and ask that same question Every single day, that would really give me a nice avenue to wedge it into our program somewhere. Oh, so good. All right, let's um, let's take a timeout. When we come back, heard an outfield name that surprised me that is on potentially the trade market, but uh, the Padres are looking for outfielders, and this would be an intriguing name. He's left-handed, plays a pretty good defensive center field, and I had not once heard his name mentioned in this offseason until – Yesterday, So is it a potential target for A.J. Preller? Pure speculation, but we can get into that coming up next after a check of traffic with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan.
topic sparked a lot of discussion in the chat, Benny. My 1470 says, all this garbage load management on the pitchers is 100% pure, wholesome, liquid garbage. Pitchers get hurt just as often, if not more. Five innings should be five inning start should be considered a sissy start. This isn't really load management. It's not though. load management. Like it's not load management when Joe Musgrove th- throws eight innings and then doesn't throw the next day. Right. It's not, load, That's not management. load management. We're talking about days where they normally would not be pitching under any circumstances, yeah. just not not showing up to the to the ballpark that day and giving them a true day off as opposed to Having them sit there for seven hours. Yeah, maybe they come in for an hour for treatment, but you don't have to stay for the game, be in uniform, in the dugout the entire time, just mentally supporting your teammates. Is it more valuable for them to just get away from it for a day rather than the value you might get from their presence in the dugout or in a bullpen somewhere? And I I don't think anybody in here is advocating for that. I could see how it would rub people the wrong way. You know, uh, as a fan, if you knew Joe Musgrove wasn't going to pitch that day, you weren't expecting him to pitch. He's not the starting pitcher. Would you be bummed that he wasn't at the game? I know NBA fans are bummed when a star player doesn't play because they're hurt. You know, load management, second day of back-to-back games, yeah. and they went to want to see that guy play, and he's not in the game. But he's usually sitting there on the bench too, uh, you know, in street clothes and not playing in the game. But he's there doesn't just sit at yeah. home and watch the game on television. A little different with only 82 games and 41 still a lot of games. road games. But, like, yeah, if you're a Pelicans fan, you're buying tickets to the Lakers when they come to town because you want to see LeBron. Sure. But if he just had a big game the night before that was on national television and your game's not, you're probably not playing that game. And that sucks. It does. It that does. Sucks it's, for the fans. it's the it's the tough part about it. Baseball is a little different. Like you said, I don't. If I go to the game and Joe Musgrove pitched on Tuesday night, if I go to the ballpark on Wednesday, I don't really need. Now to If I see... just you know blindly pick a game on the calendar for the Padres, I'm expecting Fernando Tatis Jr. to play in that game. I'm sure. Expecting Manny Machado to yep. be playing in that game. Absolutely. Obviously, if they're healthy. injury happens, right. But you can't do that with starting pitchers. Jeff Gordon says, "What do you think Goose Gossage would say about <laughs> load management?" I mean, You're a nerd too. Well, he would definitely say that. I mean, it's not like Goose went out and threw eight, nine innings every day. No, he threw more than most relievers nowadays throw. No well, question. He threw, threw more than all relievers yeah. nowadays throw. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, things things change. I mean, things change, and the the money's gone up, and the the nervousness has gone up. And I'm not advocating for Gabe Kapler's theory, nor am I. But, but it's funny. It's something to think about. It's definitely it's interesting. If your logic against it is just, well, this is how we've always done it, well, that's stupid. That's a, that's weird logic. Yeah. All right. So what would you what would you say if I told you that there was a potential outfielder available on the trade market? Padres need an outfielder. He's left handed. He's got, I think, five years of control. He hit 295 with 44 extra base hits last year, 828 OPS, stole uh, 22 bases, had a 121 OPS plus, young, cheap. Why is this guy even available? I don't know the answer to that question, but... And is he for sure? We don't know. John Heyman said on a Bleacher Report live stream yesterday that he has heard the name Jaron Duran being brought up in trade talks from the Boston Red Sox. Now, he doesn't know that they're actively shopping him, but I looked up a report from earlier in the offseason, and they said the Red Sox were indeed 
shopping maybe some of their young outfielders. There were no specific names attached to it, but it did mention Jaron Duran in that piece as well. So Duran, and I don't know how much I had to kind of look up a little bit his career arc, and he's 27 years old now. Came up a couple of times as a prospect, didn't do so well, finally kind of broke through a little bit last year and had that good season that I just described with also eight home runs and 40 runs batted in, 24 stolen bases and 26 attempts, and improved defense fairly dramatically. Uh, he wasn't a great defensive player, he's fast, but he, he seemed to put it kind of together last year, and a lot of people considered him a potential rising star for the Boston Red Sox, but there are others who maybe feel like mm, this may be the ceiling. I don't know. Given but, the Padres outfield situation, though. Sure, yes. The answer is yes. I mean, God. The answer seems to be, like, that's a clear fit. And if anyone's talking to the Red Sox about Jaron Duran, you'd feel like A.J. Preller has got to be one of the names that might be involved in talks like that. He's He's got five more seasons of team control before reaching free agency. I mean, two more before even arbitration. He's not going to... He's he, a minimum player at this point. Yeah, he, and he's not going to cost you a low-level prospect. That's the thing is, what am I giving back to the Boston Red Sox? Craig Breslow uh, is the, the new GM. They have not been super active. Um, they're talking about wanting to get rid of Kenley Jansen and his salary. That's the that's the, th- the part that scares me. Are you then... Saying, okay, well, we'll take on Kenley Jansen, and God, what is he making? Um, we're going to take on Kenley Jansen, his salary, and we're going to give you top prospects for a center fielder that just kind of figured it but out then last what, you year. You just signed Giolito. Why did you do that, right? If, if you're the Red Sox. Yeah, well, to eat innings. I guess so. And again, we just heard Skip Schumacher talk about Sandy Alcantara yeah. eating innings. It's I, a, it's. I guess the Red Sox, to me, are in a tough spot. Because you can't ever really punt if you're the Boston Red Sox. No. you got Fenway Park. It's always packed. You're a historic team. But you're playing in a division where, unfortunately, you've got... The Baltimore Orioles, who are in full go-for-it, 100-win mode and only getting better. Your big rival, the New York Yankees, just added Juan Soto. They're clearly going for it, getting better. The Toronto Blue Jays are in their window, and they're going for it with a bunch of you know stars and sluggers on that team. And the Tampa Bay Rays are the Rays, and they're probably going to be pretty good like they are every single year. You're kind of clearly the worst team in that division. And there's not a lot you can do this offseason to change that fact. So how do you how do you manage that if you're their new general manager, Craig Breslow? Craig Breslow well, and figure out a way that how do we work through this in this division when we're clearly there's nothing I can do this year to really make us better than the Orioles or the Yankees or probably even the Rays or the Blue Jays. But then what you're talking about for the Padres on their end is getting rid of some of potentially your top guys because, again, this isn't a rental type guy. This is a five-year type But deal. isn't that the kind of guy that you would rather pick up if you're going to give well, up yes, someone? It's that, not a rental. That being said, 27 years old, why are they shopping him? If he's young and cheap and plays center field, which is, you know, you want to be strong up the middle, and he just figured it out last year. If you really, there, what is the, what's the reason you're on the phone with me, Craig Breslow? Why do you want to get rid of a 27 year old center fielder who started to break out and can run and can, can hit a little hit with power? And why do you want to get rid of him? What's the what am I missing here? He's not a fit for you. Doesn't fit well in Boston. He's a California kid, as you, yeah, you he's mentioned. Yeah, from Corona, California. So I mean, it, you asked me if I'm interested. Yeah, 
Yeah, but not at the price of a Robbie Snelling or a Dylan Lesko or a you know a Jackson Merrill. Um, what about like a an Adam Mazur and another lower level prospect? I mean, I mean where you I know, know where do we draw get, the line? How do no. you get them to bite on that, Benny? And, and what are you, what are you, does he's that? Not, but he's not he's not like a a top one hundred no. can't miss prospect. He's more of a Jake Cron. He's already twenty seven. He's a later bloomer. You know, an older prospect who's not going to have quite as long of a prime, even if he does have a decent prime. So maybe there's a little less value there. I I don't know why he's available or if he's available, but his name came up yesterday. There's been shockingly few left-handed outfielders, which would be the primary need for the San Diego Padres right now. Yeah. And when I saw that name, I go, well, that checks a lot of boxes that the Padres could use right now. What would it take to pry him away from the Boston Red Sox? I mean, look, and and if, it, it, he's not the next he's not the next Mookie Betts, right? That Craig Breslow is probably going to regret trading for the rest of his life. He's twenty seven years old, um, as as you mentioned. So, yeah, I think um, I think you certainly look at that, and and it, it's pretty clear that. The free agent market is uh, is not going to be something that the Padres are really interested in. But again, the the getting creative on a trade. Look, now's the time for a nine year general manager to go in and fleece a guy that's been on the job for three months. Right? That this is the time to do that. And uh, if if that's a team that's willing to do it, then you got to take a look at it. There's, uh, I would say that where there's smoke, there's fire. There's no real smoke here, but. If the Red Sox are talking, the Padres should be talking as well. Agreed. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, the projections uh, are out from Baseball Prospectus. They're Pakota win projections. Do we have to? Don't panic. I'm going to. Don't. I don't want anyone to lose their minds when I talk about the fourth-place projections for your San Diego Padres. Coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Big game coverage on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Visit them today at solostove.com. You get a lot of silly things that happen during Super Bowl week. Yeah. One of them came yesterday from a Twitter uh, X user named Josh Chavis, I believe, who pointed out uh, fairly innocuously that Brock Purdy happens to look like another well-known person in American history and he had the he had the pictures for comparison and I have to say he's actually pretty spot on with it the fact like, that yeah Brock Pur- Purdy looks like Lee Harvey Oswald he really does I mean there's a there's a similarity there uh, to be sure it's not his fault can't blame Brock Purdy for that no one's accusing him of anything. Everyone kind of looks like someone else. I mean, there's not a person around who you can't... They sort of look like someone else, right? Everyone's got to look alike out there. Yeah. 
we had we found your lookalike on Bro. doing. Did we never get him? We never got him on sports like radio in Dallas. In Dallas, he's doing a. Remember that guy, yes. my twin, with the same hand. I think it was just that one video because then we looked at others and we're like, oh, never mind. Yeah, it wasn't that, but that one video was identical. Uh, me and Portlier, Ben used to get Bobby Bacala from The Sopranos, which. Scarily, scarily. So there's a hair thing going on. The for hair sure. thing for sure. If you're on our YouTube stream, you get in the comparison between oh the Lord. presidential assassin Lee Harvey Oswald and Brock Purdy. Who, yeah, I mean, give give Brock a couple more years and just a, a little bit of weathering, and and they could be twins. Yeah, the, it's the features <laughs> are, are similar, the hair, the whole thing. Uh, but they asked him about it yesterday, and he goes, "What? Uh, um." <laughs> Uh, no. That's an awkward question to be asked. Uh, like, what do you... Hey, so, you look like Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, thanks, man. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I, Next question. This is, I just, we need to get this game going. We got to get this game going, ASAP. Still only Wednesday. <sighs> Still have Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday Saturday, Saturday. All of Sunday. Yeah. Holy cow. Not quite there yet. All right, speaking of lookalikes, we had Skip Schumacher on. Uh, he's a good-looking guy, but yeah. his... Uh, his team's Pakoda projections actually look very much like those of the San Diego Padres. We'll get into that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. So what are Pakoda projections from baseball prospectus? Uh, so, you know, it's the, uh, it's the new wave of analytics and, you know, sports prognostication where instead of just having, you know, a, a talking head look at a roster and go, oh, I think that's an 84-win team. They will plug in the numbers of an entire roster, project, you know, different seasons, you know, hundreds and thousands. I don't know how many exactly that they do. Kind of see where the average lies. You know, if oh, this guy has a better than average season, they might be here, worse here. Combine them all together and come up with a number that is right in the middle of what you can expect your team to do based on the players that are currently on your team's roster. Okay. And for the San Diego Padres, they ran those numbers, and right now they project the Padres to win 79.7 games. That's one of the – that's lower end of the other projections that I think I've seen. So 80 and 82 would be the the kind of the standard middle projection. Now, they run those seasons. Sometimes the Padres win 87 games. Sometimes they yeah, win 74 they, games. They do the and, average. You know, it comes out to the average based on the players that are on their team. It's not too good. Uh, none of us are going to be too happy with a an 80-win season for the San Diego Padres below 500, clearly. However, before you go just panicking, I will say that I looked deeper into those projections. Okay, so who are they actually projecting to play for the San Diego Padres, especially Me. in the outfield? Yeah. And <laughs> so in their projections, because it includes like injuries and the possibility of other players coming in, obviously they had Fernando Tatis Jr. taken to the bulk of the at-bats out in right field for his team this season. They filled the other outfield spots, about 1,500 plate appearances worth with Jose Azokar, Cal Mitchell, and Tirso Ornelas. Those were the projected guys <laughs> that they had to put in there because they don't, they don't have any other options. So you didn't get great numbers, if you can imagine, out of a, a Cal Mitchell, who's a you know minor league invite coming to spring training, yeah. uh, local guy, local but guy from the Pittsburgh Pirates, has only had a couple of one season basically and a cup of coffee in the big leagues. Uh, Tirso Ornelas, who has not played in the big leagues yet for the Padres, an older prospect, but still 
just a prospect. So those numbers that they projected, and for Jose Azokar, it's what you'd expect from a, a backup fourth outfielder kind of guy. Not too great. So that's a lot. That that's a lot of at bats with almost you know no production. If the Padres can find a couple of guys to get decent, even average production, those projections will go up. You know, like two or three wins, just right there, to to a level that is, you know. And and by the way, all these numbers are more to the middle. Like the Miami Marlins playoff team, they were eighty point two, right right around where the San Diego Padres are. The San Francisco Giants eighty point seven. The Diamondbacks, you know, hot on the team on the rise eighty five point three. Uh, even the Dodgers, they were at 101.9. A lot of people think, oh, that seems kind of low for the Dodgers based on what they've done in the past and the additions that they've made. But remember, these are all averaged out. And, you know, sometimes you're going to project good seasons, sometimes bad seasons. So just because your team is projected to win 80 games right now doesn't lock you into that forever. You can have guys who outperform their season. You can still acquire guys before the season starts that completely change those projections. But right now, baseline with the players that are currently on the 40-man roster that Mike Schilt can use, they look like, to the computers, an 80-win team right now. All right. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't really, I don't really care. What would I? I wonder what Pakoda had us at last year. Uh, last year, I think I saw that it was around eighty nine. I think yeah, last year, so fell yeah. fell short of that last year. I mean, again, projection. It's fun. It's a fun thing to kick around and 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 discuss. And I, I just don't think you should. I don't think you should get upset about power rankings. I don't think you should get upset about Pakoda rankings. I I do believe. It'd be in, weird to get upset about something that is strictly numbers plugged into a formula. Correct. There's yeah. no one I, that is hating your team or loving your team. Yeah. It's just numbers plugged it's, into it's, a formula. It's emotionless, right? It's emotionless. It's emotionless. an emotionless thing. So I, I'm not going to give a lot of emotion to something that's not an emotional decision. You know, it's not an emotional uh, comment that the San Diego Padres are only going to win 80 games. So many teams exceed or fall short of projections and expectations every single year. It's the dumbest sport around. Happens to be our favorite uh, sport by far, but it is the dumbest sport around. It doesn't make any sense. And anybody that tries to make sense of it, it's a fool's errand. It really is. It's truly a fool's errand. I understand why they do it. Uh, I am interested to see them every year, but I can't get up in arms uh, about you know, a projected outfield of, of Tierso Ornelas and Cal Mitchell and, and Sugar and Fernando Tatis Jr. right now. Um, run them again, start of spring training, run them again at the All-Star break. We'll see, you know, what happens. But it, it it's so – you cannot put your finger on, on baseball a lot of the times. It doesn't make any sense. The, the weird things that happened last year, no one would have ever predicted that they would be – 0-11 or whatever they were in, in extra inning games and um you just can't you can't project that stuff. So um it's a it's an unprojectable sport that we all love to project. Now I tweeted out yesterday kind of those same observations about I'd be very surprised if if the Padres got fifteen hundred plate appearances from the trio of Jose Azokar, Cal Mitchell, and Tirso Ornelas, uh either one of two things have happened. All three of those guys were like stunningly good in spring Monster training and then training. started the season well. And like we felt pretty good about them over the course of the year. Or AJ has completely dropped the ball because 
there's really no reasonable universe where you would see 1,500 plate appearances out of guys with so little major league starting appearance in, in one outfield, starting experience in one outfield. I, I was so surprised. We had one. I'm trying to find the list. He said, if that happens, would you wear a diaper for a show like Woods did? And I said, I'm pretty comfortable saying that if those guys combine for 1,500 plate appearances for the Padres, I'll do my own diaper show at the end of the season. Save that. So there you go. We, Boy, were, I we got, weren't on YouTube back in 2020. I remember a couple of years ago, I said, if Jorge Alfaro is your starting, cause people are saying he's going to start in left field because we were we needed a left fielder a couple of years ago. Weird. Ended up getting uh, jerks. And, again, they're so easy to find. They're so easy to find. Cool. Why were people talking about Alfaro starting in left field on opening day? I said, if he starts in left field, I'll eat a shoe. It got down to the wire where I was like, I'm going to need to start buttering up a shoe <laughs> uh, here pretty soon. I, it felt like it was a possibility. Um, but... Yeah, I think you're safe in, in your bet there, Benny. I don't think that those guys are going to make up the bulk of the ABs. I'm, I'm so interested to see what exactly it's going to be. And I'll tell you, whoever it is, you're in good shape because whoever you are, I'm going to be your biggest fan, right? I'm going to be like, yes, I didn't know that guy was out there. Let's go, Eddie Rosario or somebody. I'm going to be like, oh, God, missing piece. Ruben got me fired up a little bit yesterday. I was excited. Um, you know, I, and I've been excited about the the arms that we have, and I know that there's innings to replace and all that. But he got me. He got me a little bit. He steered me a little bit back towards the optimistic side. Um, but yeah, I think until those those slots are filled, I'm I'm going to be a little bit on edge. But the good news is you don't you don't need to do that much to improve on the trio of Jose Azokar, Cal Mitchell, and Tirso right. Ornelas. You don't need to land. A major free agent who's costing $25 million a year. You don't need to trade your best prospects for an outfielder. Just about anyone could improve on those projections by bringing them in before the start of the season. Yeah, it's a good, good point that you make. Uh, But you did say it's not time to panic, and it's not. It's not yet. You know, if if that's the opening day, sure, yeah, you're going to feel a lot of trepidation uh, with with those guys that you just mentioned getting that number of abs potentially. But remember, the team's going to look different at the All Star break. The team's going to look different uh, throughout the course of the season. Should be some some roster shakeups here. uh, I would hope sooner than later. Yeah, we've been saying that for months. The same uh, the same follower said, "Well, if if two of those guys start in the outfield for the beginning of the season, will you wear the diaper?" And I go, "No, No. because that." That actually That's does feasible. seem like it's in the realm of possibility. Correct. Now, 1,500 at plate appearances, not That's a lot. Not at all. Yep. I like those projections say. But to start the season, I don't know. I don't know that AJ is going to make a, a, you know, huge moves before then. They may have to roll with something less than ideal for a while before they address it. Um, and we don't know who's going to look good at spring training. That's it. That's, uh, you know, it's kind of fun. One of the things that will be exciting going to spring training will be there in less than three weeks now, is an an honest like competition to see who who do you think can really help this team right now? Are one of these young guys ready to make the leap and step up? We don't know what they're doing right now and how with the work that they're putting in. And you know they roll into Peoria and the Cactus League games and. All of a sudden, a, a guy like Jackson Merrill is hitting 300 in the Cactus League, and you know he's been playing some outfield and looking decent out there. Yeah, he could start the season. He could be your left fielder to start the season or your center fielder on opening day if things go well. I, mean, I, I just don't want to get into a situation where Jackson Merrill is hitting one 140 in the spring, and he's still working the kinks out defensively 
But, oh, oh, we also have to start him on opening day. Yeah, you're in the big leagues. Because so. we don't have anyone else. Right. I don't, that, that's the situation you want to avoid. But there's nothing wrong with the situation that Tierso Ornelas has a fantastic spring and hits three, t- 330 with four home runs. And, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give well, those guys a shot. Well, I just don't want to force a guy who's not ready to have to take their shot because there's no other options. We've, we've belabored the point, but if you are going to go with the youth movement, right, the youth movement needs to play. And it, it doesn't them no good to come up here and sit. You know, if you're going to throw a Band-Aid on at the end of spring training, there's a guy available and he's going to be a left fielder uh, and he's got big league experience and you run him out there. But Jackson Merrill's going to make the team and, and get a, a couple of ABs a week. That's not going to do anything for you. And I don't think the Padres are, are going to do anything like that. So if you got if you commit, you got to be pot committed. You have to go in and say, all right, this I, he made the team legitimately and this is the guy we're going to roll with. But... Yeah, I mean it's always a risk. Benny signing a free agent's a huge risk. So um it it's it surprises me. It does surprise me that that it hasn't been really addressed yet. Pitchers and catchers reporting this Sunday, of course, but hey man, I, all we can do is be patient. It sucks. It's not my best quality at all being patient. Um I'd love to be breaking down all the new additions and where they're going to slot into the lineup, but that's just not the case. By the way, if you'd like a more optimistic computer model, Fangraphs just came out with their standings. Uh, they project the Padres for 81.2 wins. Oh, so 1.2 And better. a 33% chance to make the postseason. And Pakoda had us at 24%? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, the Katie Wu just tweeted, they, they have the Cardinals at uh, 84 wins, which is uh, best in the NL Central, 55.6% chance to make the playoffs. The best thing the Padres could do right now Go to would the be Central. move to the NL Central. You guys ready to move to St. Louis? I'm, I'm in. Two teams. Let's go. Move the team to, to, to somewhere in the Central. Where Who needs a team? Kansas? No, they have a team. Can, no, it's in Missouri. Actual Kansas. Let's move to the Central. Nebraska. Nebraska. Has no team. Iowa. It's very central. Iowa. Yeah. Hey, I babe, mean, we're moving to Iowa. Yeah, we're moving to Des Moines. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'd follow him. The hey, Des Moines Padres. It gives you a better shot. It's central so weak in both divisions. I'm telling you, man. But, yeah, I mean, Cardinals have added. They added like a bunch of senior citizens. Arkansas pitchers. has any Major League Baseball teams. I'll pass. Oklahoma. Pass. Yeah, it's just it's exhausting right now. Uh, thinking about it and, and talking about it, and, um, but listen, this is this is where we we are at. I'm being forced to be patient. It's not my best quality at all. I mean, Oklahoma City has as many uh, major league pro professional teams, yeah. pro teams as San Diego. That's right. So there you go. That's where we uh, that's where we we slot in. Yeah, but the Centrals Centrals are pretty weak. Yep, they are. Woo. Twins eighty four point nine, Cardinals eighty four point four, both projected. To win their divisions. That'd be nice. At less than 85 wins, essentially. And then you want to win the West, uh, you better think about winning 100 games. Plus, if that is even enough to win the, to the National League West. I'm excited for uh, the Rindle Report. Paulie's going to be covering a breaking story in the world of baseball. I wonder what my interest level will be. I've been clamoring. I've been wondering I've, that as well. I've been clamoring for this, and they've tried it in other sports, and I've been semi-engaged. Also have another spring training Padres ticket giveaway coming up in our final hour. Don't go anywhere. Ben and Woods continuing on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Welcome back to the PGA Tour Tiger Woods. He just announced he will be playing next week at his own tournament, the Genesis, at Riviera in Los Angeles. Not a huge stun, stunning surprise. He did say he wanted to play like once a month all 2024, but this is the first time he's officially announced he's uh, returning after his surgery about a year ago uh, to fuse his ankle. So, And the uh, Phoenix Waste Management Open starts tomorrow. Yeah, and just the just WM the... Open now in Phoenix. Oh, is that what yeah, it is? Don't... WM. Yeah. I love I... it. I love it so much. It's wild. It is, it is wild. I played that course when I was uh, yep. there a few months ago. They were already setting up the... The ble- like in October, they were setting up the stadium bleachers around the 16th green. It's bananas, man. To get it ready for the tournament. It takes that long to get it set up, and then they'll take three weeks taking it down, and then in a few months they'll start setting it up again. It's electric. It's Every like the most year. electric golf tournament. So much fun. You'll see a ton of good content coming out from uh, from golf content creators. Everyone's out there. It's, the, it's on the calendar every year circled. I'll get off the air tomorrow, go home, and sit on my ass and watch that tournament first round. It's not, it's not a major. It's not, nope. even, an not even an elevated event. It's just fun. But there is something compelling about it. Super fun. Uh, you know, players will play to the crowd on 16 <laughs> where they're put on like a... It's a blast. You know, an Arizona Cardinals jersey or something, you know, just whatever to get the crowd riled up. And then, you know, if they miss the green, they'll get booed. And if there's a hole-in-one, you know, the place will be pandemonium with drinks flying and cups flying everywhere. It's it's like no golf tournament you ever get to see. That's for sure. It's Happy Gilmore-esque. It's a lot of fun. You asked me, uh, we were talking about the Padres' projections uh, from Pakota baseball perspectives. You asked me, who is projected to be the DH on this team? They didn't really have one guy. They split it up among we don't either really have other uh, many players, including uh, Matt Batten, about 100 plate appearances. They had uh, Cal Mitchell getting about 70, Tirso Ornelas getting about 100. They have uh, Jacob Marcy coming up, getting about 70 plate appearances as a DH. Manny does it some of the time when he's not playing third. They have Eggy doing it a little bit, 5% of the time. Xander doing it some of the time. So they projected kind of a a rotating cast of designated hitters for the Padres. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I felt... You know, and I was getting some texts from some friends that were saying that feels a little generous. Eighty wins, losing some of the caliber of the players that we lost, uh, having some of the the great unknowns, and of course some of the holes. It felt a little but bit. But remember, gen- they're not they're not projecting off of an eighty two win season. No, they're just they're projecting the losses from what they projected last year, which correct. was closer to a ninety win right. team. So that actually is a pretty big drop. Yep. That's almost. 10-win drop yep. from where they were projected at this point last year. And that reflects the losses of players like Juan Soto and Blake Snell no longer being on yep. this roster. 100%. Uh, all right, Polly's got some headlines. Let's get to the Rindle Report. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report. With Paul Reindel. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Reindel Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a yeah? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Ham or beef, Paulie? <laughs> Have you tried like lasagna? It's yeah. my favorite. Catch a game last night. Do you like hot fudge sundaes? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, story that I think Woods 
is kind of excited about, but I'm not sure now. I think I am. I like the concept. Uh, it was announced this morning that Netflix is going to partner up with Major League Baseball and provide us with a Hard Knocks-esque documentary series following one team throughout an entire season, which is something that I think any baseball fan has been clamoring for for a long yeah, time now. I think so, too. Problem is, it's been announced that they're going to follow the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, this is a... a, a it's a weird choice, I think. They're not. Eh, maybe that's maybe that's the the good part, you know. Following a team that's really kind of in limbo, you, you haven't really added a lot of pieces. You've spent some weird money the last couple of years. You know, you you finished last last year. I don't know. I I my first thought obviously was, would this ever happen in San Diego? And I I I I don't think it would. Would because. Well, I mean, like, they wouldn't allow it to yeah. happen. Well, obviously, A.J. Preller, if he was given the choice, would not allow it to happen. Now, in Hard Knocks, eventually, teams are not even given the choice. Like, there's only, well, there's only three teams that are eligible, and it's going to have to be the Jets. So the Jets had to do it last year. No one really volunteers for it, for the most part. So, you know, but since they're in the first one, I doubt, I, I'm sure they can avoid it for a while. Here's Here's my question. Is there that much that we're missing behind the scenes in baseball? Yes. You think so? 100%. 100,000 million trillion I mean, we're, we're in there more, much more than we are in any other sports. Before the game, after the game. I mean, there's media. Yeah, there are times when they're closed doors, but we talk to the manager multiple times per day. Yeah, it's There's hear- a lot that's going on that you see pretty clearly in a baseball season. Are you telling me, though... Where in football, when they're at practice every day, reporters are at practice every day, they're talking to the the head coach, the DC, the OC. The talk- we have a model. We've seen this in football. Correct. For sure. And we it, know what it can bring. And it when hard knocks first now, like anything, it, it it's like Ben Reed Ben Reed's raps. It's fun for a while, and after a while you're like, I don't want to hear this again. The special occasions only. Might tune into a hard knocks every now and then, but the first time you watched Hard Knocks? You were blown away, weren't you, when they were doing cut-down day and all the things that you never saw before? So when does this start? This starts now? They're going to be rolling out cameras and putting out content? How's this? Have they said how they're going to do it? Yeah, it's for the 2024 season, okay. and it says the they're going to have behind-the-scenes access to players, coaches, and executives from spring training through the end of the season. Uh, I was reading, this is... I mean, I'm sure we'll see some things like, you know, guys who are getting caught and called up to the big leagues, like we do in Hard Knocks, that that is usually behind closed doors. Adam Grossman is the chief marketing officer for the Red Sox, and he's quoted as saying, this wasn't originally planned to be like a Red Sox thing. It was more of the importance of getting baseball into this medium, these sort of doc series and global platform opportunities. And then MLB started thinking about it and came back to the Red Sox like, hey, we kind of want to follow this model and kind of did some convincing. Like they had to get the coaches and the players and the whole staff on board. And eventually Boston said, okay, we will participate in this. Be the first but it took ones, like months. Man. The guinea pigs, if you will. I love it. I, I can't wait to watch it. Um, I think little things, you know, little things. 
Um, we love Cora. we love the minutia of baseball. We love it. Like I could listen to Ruben be able to talk about pitch shapes and this and that right. all day long. So if you want to show me, the more you show me, the better. I've said many, many times on this show, if I could pay, you know I would. If I could pay an exorbitant amount of money to have every player mic'd up to hear what a mound visit <laughs> sounds like, to hear what they're saying in the dugout, to hear everything. Oh. Sky's the limit to what I would pay. I so, want it all. I want everything I can can learn. The most important thing was that the players buy in because they're the ones that are going to be highlighted the most throughout this season. And uh, Alex Cora said, we're going to embrace this experience from the very first day of filming to the last. This is an incredible opportunity for the entire Red Sox organization, but I'm most excited about what this means for our players. Netflix will be able to magnify their stories in a way Major League Baseball has never seen. So in on it. I don't think there's been a, a case where a team has... Been damaged by the behind-the-scenes cameras. I don't think so. Right? I mean, we've seen some success stories. Remember A.B. when he was with the Raiders? And remember, like, when he went to the cryo chamber and his feet fell off? Like, remember that? <laughs> there was some stuff that you saw. You're like, oh, man, this is this is not going in the direction I thought it was going to go. Yeah, there's certainly some winners and losers individually. Correct. Yes, but yes, yes. In yes. terms of... Yeah, we were a really good team, but then we let the cameras in behind the scenes, and you know it just destroyed everything. I don't think I don't think that happens. If there's a coach that's worried like it's going to wreck the dynamic, I don't think that we've seen any evidence that that's the case. Okay, so I'm reading this press release here. So it's they're going to follow team all season long in 2024. The docu series will debut in 2025. It's not going to be real time. You got to like, shoot it and then you put it together in the end. They'll add all the good big. stuff out that we really want to see. Well, like in Hard Knocks, I mean, you're seeing they guys that a lot were of the cut. good stuff in in Hard Knocks. Yeah, stuff. but like yeah. you're seeing guys that were cut on a Monday. You're watching it the following Sunday or something. Like it's it's pretty close to real yeah, time. That's this, true. This yeah, within a week like and a half or so, you're kind of seeing what happened. But this right. is going to be more of a. After the fact. And MLB also announced another documentary coming out on the 2004 Red Sox 20 years later winning the World Series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Petey Pablos's feet fell off. Yeah, man. Remember that? He went to cryo and he went barefoot and his feet like were flaking off. <laughs> the Like six inch chunks of his feet were like falling off. And he's like, yeah, I think I can go this weekend. He was holding his feet up. Almost threw up. Remember that? I do. It was yeah. so Yeah. I mean, awful. feet falling off is a bit of an exaggeration, <laughs> sure. but yes, but you know what I mean. There were pieces Parts of were his kind of... foot were flaking <laughs> off and he looked like Hansel and Gretel with breadcrumbs behind him as he walked. It was disgusting. All right. Absolutely disgusting. Keeping it in Major League Baseball, uh, the mayor of Las Vegas sat Woo! down with front office sports recently this week and did a podcast, and they talked about everything, the Golden Knights, the Super Bowl being in Las Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. And when they were talking about sports and Vegas rising as a sports city, of course, the Oakland A's came to topic and here's what i want to play what she said first there's been a little bit of an update she had to release a statement the mayor did but here's the comments that she made on the podcast we have a very large complex probably about 60 acres we probably could cobble together more land so they could possibly have 100 acres and it's in the historic old part of town which is where all major interstate highways come together we have seven access points to it it is in an opportunity zone there are all these benefits and so when they said no i thought hmm this doesn't make sense 
And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent dream. And yet they can't get it. Would it be a good thing if the A's do, in fact, move to the Tropicana? I personally, I'm not talking about anybody else, anywhere else in this community. I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. So that went viral. The mayor of Vegas saying, I think the A's should stay in Oakland. I mean, she clearly said that. Can't really talk yourself out of that one. What was the... She tried. She issued a uh, statement yesterday. It's a statement on today's conversation about the Oakland A's. I want to be clear that I am excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in Las Vegas. And it very well may be that the Las Vegas A's will become a reality that we will welcome to our city. Uh, On February 5th, I was interviewed for the Front Office Sports Podcast. It was one of many interviews about the rise of major sports in Las Vegas. Blah, 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 blah. We We discussed several topics, including the A's, for about seven minutes. And I mentioned the passionate fans of Oakland who often visit our city to cheer on the Raiders. My points included that it is my belief that in their perfect world, the ownership of the A's would like to have a new ballpark on the water in Oakland. I don't and that the so. ownership and government there should listen to their great fans and to try to make that dream come true. Should that fail, Las Vegas has shown that it is a spectacular market for Major League Sports franchises. So, the and Tim makes the point, this is what I, I saw a tweet yesterday, the Trop, Tropicana site is not in the city. It's not control. It's in the city it, limits, but, the but count, it's not, Clark County controls correct. the strip, like, entertainment district. Right. So she doesn't have the she authority. She doesn't really over have it. the authority. But there's a lot of people who have said this is kind of a dicey site for a baseball ballpark. It's uh I mean it's just a corner, it's just one corner of the strip. <laughs> it's wild. Mean, they might wedge it in there and it's going to look cool, but is it really going to be functional for a major league baseball team and their needs on such a small piece of land? There are a lot of concerns and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but John Fisher is actually a worse owner than even Dean Spanos is. I mean, even Dean got the mayor of Carson on board when they were going to try to move. I mean, he didn't get a lot of other people on board, but at least he got a couple of politicians on board for a potential move up there when he was trying to get it going. John Fisher can't even get the politicians in Vegas really on board with the idea of moving his team. Like, ooh, economic benefits, let's do this. No, everyone seems opposed to this. Other than the major league owners who approved it and John Fisher, it, which it, is crazy. I mean, again, like it's going to go down as a huge, huge black mark, I guess, on Commissioner Manfred's record. But his record is so filled with those. <laughs> does he really care at this point? I mean, the the owners are making money, so um, yeah, they they just jam this thing in. They're going to jam it down uh, Vegas's throat. It sounds like, and and the people of Oakland will suffer certainly. So it's a bummer. Speaking of Las Vegas, last time I went to Las Vegas, the wife and I, we went out to a club, and they had a celebrity DJ that night. Okay. It was Lil John? Lil what? John. Yeah. Lil Love John. Lil John. He's great. Yeah! And he was in the news yesterday because TMZ is reporting that he's got a new album coming out soon, and it's not the kind of album that you might be used to, something like this. Turn down for what? Oh, my God, Yes. It's not going to be like that at all. It's going to be the exact opposite. He is doing a meditation album, which sounds soothe me. very odd. I'm not soothed when I hear <laughs> Lil Jon. Okay! Not. It's like the opposite. It's actually quite infuriating. Now, 
they talk about that because they're like, <laughs> it's not as crazy as it may sound. Apparently, over the years, he has become very in tune with fitness, wellness, meditating, okay. and all of that. So this album that's coming out here in a couple of weeks actually is very in tune with who he is as a person. Okay, I will give it a shot. <laughs> I gave Andre 3000 from Outcast did a flute record. <laughs> flute? Was it flute? No, uh, it was... What uh, was that? Sa- uh, uh, I'm sorry. What What is a meditation album? Is it just sound, like soothing Mantras? sounds of the sea? Chants? You're going to have to... Get the album Buy it to find out. out. February sixteenth, a ten-track meditation album from. Can Will you win John. a Grammy for this? Is this oh, something yeah. you can, meditation? Sure you can. Is there a category? Yeah, yeah. it was a flute record that Andre three thousand rapper from Outcast did a flute record, and I go, "What is this guy doing?" Put it on, loved it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really did. So I'm going to open my mind to the Lil John meditation. Album, yeah. I'll uh, certainly Jeter, check it out. I don't know that I'm going to put it on and fall asleep to it. But Jeter made maybe. A, made a good point. He said you gave Steven Seagal's music a shot. Why not Lil John? <laughs> yeah, the worst recording artist in the history. You'll is listen, it even you'll music? M dot R it, all day long. That's true. Is it music? Big bomber class before bossing on my head. It doesn't get any better than M dot R. It just doesn't. I mean, big bomber class before bossing on my head. Technically, you could meditate to anything. You could meditate to that, right? Play it again. <laughs> I mean, big bomber class before bossing on me head. Mm-hmm. Is that going to get you? Big bomber class before bossing on me head. There's nobody better than him. <laughs> I watch him. I watch that video, those videos all day. I saw what? A girl, I saw a girl tweet the other day. She said, <laughs> I actually hoped, I walked in the room, my boyfriend slammed his phone down. I actually hoped he was cheating instead <laughs> of listening to more videos. From- big bomber class before bossing on me head. <laughs> I did. I'm obsessed with it. That's all I listen to it on. <laughs> I watch the videos all day long, dude. I can't get enough. Big bomber class before bossing on me. I can't get enough. All right, don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to give away some Padre Spring Training tickets when we come back and a chance to qualify for the getaway with the uh, airline gift card and the hotel night stay as well. Get to that coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. First year's Kelly with a little traffic. Big bomber class before bossing on me head. This hour, Ben Woods is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. A little missed opportunity last night. Have you ever been so close to something and felt just a little bit short? Most of, of my life, accomplishments. Yeah, most, most, most of my life. Well, a lot of time, we don't even get that close. The uh, Edmonton Oilers in the NHL were one win away from the all-time NHL win streak record. Matching the Pittsburgh Penguins, 17 in a row was the record. The Oilers had won 16 in a row. Damn. little bad luck here, though, because they won their 16th in a row like a week and a half ago. And then they got to the All-Star break. And they had a like a long stretch where they didn't get to play. Probably lost a little bit of that momentum. And they had to open the second half of the season last night 
with a tough game against the Vegas Golden Knights. And the Vegas Golden Knights took advantage of a couple opportunities. 3-1 win and the winning streak for the Edmonton Oilers and their captain, Connor McDavid, comes to an end at 16 in a row. So close, not quite. Sounds like Dodger loving to me, making excuses for for the Edmonton Oilers and their long layoff. That's what it sounds like to me. That's why you play the games. That's why you play the games. I mean, remember... Last season, when the Padres came so tantalizingly close to, to four, four wins, wins in oh. a row, <laughs> so, so many, many times. times, so many times, and this they, is get it. To, they get to three, and you oh. think this is—they're finally going to get there to that magic, yeah, fourth win in a row. And so many times they came just agonizingly close to that fourth win and couldn't get it done until September when they did multiple yeah. times yeah but, multiple times in September but the first 5 months of the year just could not get it done and i feel and like had we gotten it done early in the year with that little run they went on in September would have been the hottest team going into the playoffs i feel like yes. so yeah super cool <laughs> like the oilers they won four in a row four times in a row yeah to get to 16 in a row but That's they could lot. not get the 17th win last night against the Vegas Golden Knights i keep so. making it a point to watch some more hockey and failing, correct. You come tantalizingly close to watching hockey, yeah. but never quite get there in the end. I, I, it's a, it feels like an uphill mountain to climb because I don't know much about the league. I'll be honest with you, um, and I know a, a few players here and there, and I enjoyed it. You know, when I lived in Dallas and would go to Stars games all the time and followed the team somewhat closely. I, I'm really not much different than you, right? But, but I, I, I I'll really, flip it on in the playoffs. You know, game seven like are fun. I like they're it. great it's, to watch. It's fun. I mean, I but, love I love box lacrosse so much, and there's a lot of similarities. Similar, yeah, sure. the, it, it's very very similar. So I, I really feel like I could be a real big hockey head. You know, just a NHL team and, and following along, and um, yeah, I just I I always like make it a mental note and hey, watch some hockey soon. And I just never do. Sorry about that to the hockey lovers out. Feels there. like a hockey rink in here right it now. It feels just got very cold it, I, in our studio. I don't know what we just got the Arctic <laughs> blast that just hit us in our studio. Normally I'm sweating. I am frozen solid. They're training us for spring training. I think so. In three weeks when we're outside, you know, in pitch bl- pitch blackness yeah. in the desert mornings, which can be very <laughs> cold in February, doing a show outside. So this is just a little training regimen for Ben and Woods. Let's, yeah. We're like Navy SEALs in here, right? I mean, they're really putting us through the paces. All right. Uh, speaking of spring training, if you'd like to head out to spring training, we are offering a pair of tickets right now to a spring training game at the Peoria Sports Complex. Be the fifth caller at 833-288-0973. You can win a pair, and you will also be entered into our grand prize drawing coming up at the end of the month of a Southwest Airlines gift card and a one-night hostel, hotel stay made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. Visit Peoria Baseball. Dot com. Call now, 833-288-0973. Good luck. Maybe we will see you out at spring training with Ben and Woods, Arizona 2024. It is just two and a half weeks away. We are already making our driving plans, getting ready to go over. We're all driving over together this yes. time. Yes. Got our Airbnb is set up. Get all the all the fun content you always get. I got some really wild ideas. Looking forward to it. Uh, Sammy, though, will be over much earlier. He's going 
Saturday. Yes. Yeah, this weekend. He we'll is have leaving our... day in three days. He will be on his way to Peoria. We'll have Sammy Spring Training checking in every day next week, which means there's always a potential for a lot of flubs. Ben has a hard time saying Sammy Spring Training. Everyone uh, does. I don't. You don't? Sammy Spring Training. Just you. Just Sam- you. Just me. Sam- yeah, Sammy, Sammy Spring Training. Sammy Spring Training. Yep. Sammy Spring Training will join yeah. us starting next Monday from uh, the Peoria Sports Complex. All right. We'll come back. Final segment. Annie and Elston coming up at the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. It's Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. My curiosity, and you have a, a look about you right now, Benjamin. Well, I'm actually kind of upset with our producer over here, Paul Ryan. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because I think he's making me look bad again. How so? Well, he does it with drops occasionally, but this is a different way that he has made me look bad. Bare assets. I will share with you what Paulie did. Oh, no. After traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Now I'm very titillated. What you got? So uh, at the start of the show, Woods shared his activities yesterday. You went to uh, Dave and Buster's and Benihana. Yeah. All in celebration of Bo. Yeah. For his sixth birthday. And I saw on social media, Bo opening a a very cool present (laughs) from Paul Rindle. Some very nice kicks. Those were Nikes. Yeah, Jordans. Jordans. Jordans they like are bad. Size ass. what for like a six year old? It's like uh, one good kid or something. Good kid sized Jordans, very sharp looking. They're Padres colors. They're and badass. I, of course, immediately thought, well, that's really nice. I didn't get Bo anything. You don't have to. I, do, I know I don't have to. <laughs> but neither does Paul. And Paul went above and beyond and got your kid a birthday present a really cool birthday present i can't even come up with presents to give you guys at the holidays much less now thinking i do i have to get presents for my co-workers children now when they have birthdays what you gave me a bucket of balls for christmas it's fine we used them give, them, great. give one to Bo and tell him it's for me for his birthday will, will you sign one for him <laughs> Happy birthday, kid. Paul, ben I Higgins. think you went a little overboard in gifting up Bo Woods. All right, I got to defend Paul here okay. because uh, a couple of months ago, um, Bo is is you know he's of the younger generation. You know what else he got? You know Blake Snell's gold chain line that he reps on Instagram, Jackson J A X X O N. He wanted one, so he got one. So he's walking around in a gold Jackson chain, which was the greatest when I picked him up yesterday. I didn't see him open his presents from Hannah. I got him a new baseball bat um, for the upcoming season. Probably it's a little bit big. It's going to have to wait a little bit. but It's always good to have something to grow grow into. into. So I I told Paulie a couple weeks ago, I go, man, he's really gotten into shoes. And Paulie said, oh, no. He goes, well, 
he goes, I want to get him some shoes from Jordan's for his birthday. And I said, oh, it'd be amazing because the ones that you got him, I was going to get him. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I wanted to. And I talked to you that day and you're like, oh, dude, I want to get those for him for his birthday. I was like, done. So he did, and he... Just to be clear, had I known that you were going to get those or you wanted to get them for him, I would have oh, I don't absolutely care. I... yielded. No, no, and it, it, it wasn't that. It was like, oh, that's a really nice gesture. So I really appreciated that from, from Paul and Megan. So thank you guys. Happy to. Paul and Megan to, to take care of the little guy. Also who, has, get... who has given us so much content over the years. Yeah, I mean, it's, the least you know, it's the least you guys can do. It's my little right? nephew. <laughs> I will also give you the update just to let you know that I did, in fact, follow through with the uh, development officer for my college. Did you? I forgot to ask you. Yes. All right. So if you missed this story, the Pomona College, uh, they've come after Ben. They want some money from him. Uh, They're they're building new sports facilities, and he's a, a distinguished alumni. And you met her and for you coffee. T- you told me you've got to at least send them a hundred bucks. So I emailed her back and I said I enjoyed our coffee. Hopefully I'll be able to make it up to meet John, the head golf coach, at some point. Haven't right. met him. I said, while I don't really have the ability to give much right now, do you have a donation link where I can at least send a hundred dollars to the golf team to help purchase some golf balls or similar items? I'm so proud of you. Now she hasn't gotten back to me yet. So <laughs> told you she wasn't. She's still a little new to the job. Because there hasn't been a follow up yet. And if she doesn't, if she doesn't email me back, I will conveniently forget about my offer. Very I, I know soon. You, you're not going to follow up. You've done. Hey, <laughs> I've by done the way, my job. By now. the way, you've done your part. Did my job. Sending, not... sending that email is very big of you, uh, but I think that's growth. It's growth. Yeah. That is growth from you. I'm very, very proud of yeah. you. Maybe I'll donate it to the uh, the Bose Shoe Fund instead. It, this if they is, don't want to accept my donation. It's going to be a, a a thing. He is like he is. He's my little Blake Snell. Is what he is. I mean, he's he, you know he's your little Manny. He's, he's your little, little Tatis. Yeah. He's your little Blake he's, Snell. I you like know. that. He's got. No kidding. He's got close to like 40 hats. He's got 15 pairs of shoes. I'm like, oh boy, we are in for it. Uh, he's got he's got the drip and the riz, as the kids say. So uh, it was awesome, though. He really loved me. He took them out and he said, he goes, I don't even want to wear them because I don't want to get them dirty. So he's going to he wait. Knows them. He's going to wait, Paulie, I think, till opening day. He's going to wear them to school. Oh, yeah. Um, I asked him, we were, <laughs> we were watching TV the other night, and I had my arm around him, and I go, So, are you excited for uh, baseball season? And he goes, No. And I go, The Padres. Are you excited to watch the Padres? He goes, No. And I go, uh oh, why? He goes, well, they're not, they're not going to be good. They lost one Soto. I go, they're going to be fine. You got, you got. This is part of being a fan. You got to grind this thing out, you know. And he goes, okay, all right, I will. And he'll be all about it once he sees Manny take the field and Tatis take the field. He'll be all about it. But out of the mouth of babes, you know what I mean? Like very blunt answer. Nope. I go, oh, okay. And he doesn't quite get how it works yet, but uh, I'm trying to explain that to him. As long as I am uh, airing grievances right now, I will uh, take up with uh, Balsamic Vinny in the chat, who is absolutely obsessed with wanting to see me spin the Bean Boozled wheel. He wants and looks so for bad. any excuse. It right it's right here. I didn't do yeah. any. I have not done anything bean worthy today. Ser- we are here so, to serve our uh, audience. I am. Is, uh, I, it's ter- no. It is. It's, it's bow boozled. It's so literally awful. No. That can't be the standard. I can't. I cannot set a precedent where anytime we're just kind of on a slow segment. No, no, let me ask you. You decide well, I can spin the wheel. Let I me ask you. I didn't do anything wrong. What did you get Bo for his birthday? You told me I didn't oh. have to get What did you get Bo for his him? birthday? After the fact. What did you get for my kids for their birthday? I think I got them a video game, but it was like five years ago. <laughs> 
I Should forgot we all spin birthday. the wheel right now no. for not, you know, for remembering everybody's birthday every single time. Had the Bean Boozled been here when we forgot your birthday, Paul and I would have spun it five times. Many times, absolutely. Yep. Spin it up. You can do it. It's Juicy Pear or Booger. Oh. <laughs> Hang on. Save him saying Booger. If you're out there, please let it be Booger. I would spin it, but I don't feel well. So it's this kind of mottled green looking one. <clears throat> Get in there. I don't see any of them. I mean, Craig's been picking all the Booger <laughs> beans out of there. Which one would Let you say? see? Do you see the. Look, look for that one and see if you can find it. I, I don't know. Have we. Has someone eaten all the boogers already? Somebody's been eating the boogers <laughs> out of here. You're right. You know what that means. Don't. That's it. I'm off it the again, hook. Dog. No, I'm yeah. off the hook. Yeah, no, I just spawn. pick one. I'll spin it for you. That's booger. Again. <laughs> uh, oh, it's almost. I'm so sorry. Now what? Oh no. You tell me. Well, no. I need. Just give I need what the choice is. What I need to know what to expect. You know, you're familiar with that one. Oh no, it's not the, the you're fish familiar? again. No, it's not a strawberry banana smoothie be, or dead fish. Could be strawberry banana smoothie. Oh, doesn't that sound good? I don't want dead fish again. It almost made me throw up. Go ahead. Maybe it's, it's so a smoothie. Sad. Next year, see you'll... if you forget Bo's birthday <laughs> next year. Oh no! Oh, I think it is. It is, isn't it? Just wash it down quick. Well, it ain't strawberry it's smoothie. Not strawberry smoothie, is it? No, strawberry banana. Oh, lucky oh, son of a... Not my favorite, but it's definitely better than dead fish. <laughs> hmm. uh, oh, well, he... It's so stressful, though. Oh, that was stressful. You have a chance right here. <laughs> Hannah just tweeted, just now, my wife. Both schools having a jogathon to raise money to teach them stuff we can't. Seriously, do not feel obligated unless you're Ben. But I, I will be happy. I will happy to come and jog. No, 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 no. At the jog, try to best show. How, how many laps do you think I can mates, do? What a baller he is! So you got to donate ten dollars to it, okay? Oh, no, I don't get to jog. No, you're not jogging. You get to <laughs> donate though. Get a little cup of orange drink at the end so and I'll, everything I'll, at the jogathon. I'll, I'll make sure. Oh, I'm so uh, you're brave for doing. Yeah, that. I won't do it. Again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can sign up. Dollar a lap or what is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Some, I don't know some how sort of per lap fee. Yeah, I will sign up for the jogathon. You know, one thing the Ben and Woods program will never do, we'll never ask your money for a jogathon. <laughs> never. I promise you on my live Ben and my Woods children. 5K is scheduled <laughs> never, for this Sunday morning never. at 7 a.m. is a, a statement you will never You'll hear. Never. Hear from never. Show. never. I will never ask you for money. I will never ask you for money for, hey, you don't, the more money, the more laps will jog. Absolutely not. That will never happen. Are there tier ones out there who would love us to host a 5K at some I mean, point? there is yeah. no way. There is no fun, Ben and Woods, way. 5K and fun run. There is no Around De Anza Cove in Mission <laughs> You know, it's funny. Till you brought up, That's awful. Till you brought up the shoes, I didn't even think about, I didn't even think about you not getting Bo a gift. I just knew Polly and Megan. Wanted to get him something. He was very happy. He loved those. We're not those having kids. Gems. We love spoiling. That's those right, guys. You got Paul kids. Is, I probably won't get him something for his seventeenth birthday. Right. Paul is an ace gift giver. He is a really he's good a, gift he's giver. He's really good yeah, at it. He, is. he really makes us all look bad yeah, with the does. quality, the thoughtfulness, the generosity I mean, I give yeah. you a that he puts into That's his gifts. Good. That was good. Yeah. Was yeah. Good. When the box came uh, from Nike, 
I opened it up and there was just a little tiny Jordan box. And I just was like, I wanted to start crying. Like, they're so small. They're so small. He was so excited about the Air Jordan sticker, too. I mean, look at Michael Jordan, too, all these years later. Still just just killing the game, man. Like, I mean, he was... He's retired 20 years before Bo was even born. He, Bo's watched some highlights of him, and he's, you know, enamored with it. He's really getting into basketball a lot, and it's, you know, I can't really help him there. So I'm like, yeah, you, he loves White Man Can't Jump. He loves that movie. So he's really getting into that uh, that scene. Ben and Wood's fun run for the cure. To pass. Can we find a cure for running? Pass. That's yeah. what I would like to I found cure. it, actually. I found it. I have it. I have it in me. Uh, do not do it. I, don't, I, I can't do it, man. Oh, so. I'm just so relieved it was strawberry banana I am, smoothie. too, for your sake. I really am. That I could have. I mean, booger worst of that. Now, we've all eaten boogers. We all have. We know what they taste like. Yeah, you're like, all right. Accidentally, whatever. Yeah. I just don't know why there aren't any in there. Somebody, They're bitter and salty. That's but, weird. You know. Somebody <laughs> really has been eating the booger beans that out of That was never there. one of the ones that we uh, ate. I mean, no. Annie, Annie and Elston getting hungry in the middle of the day. Lunches, they've got one option. That's one thing. In the studio, and they're looking for the beans that, that can get them through four hours of radio. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, tomorrow, we will continue our <laughs> Tier 1 tour. With the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, after we talked to Skip Schumacher today, might as well uh, remain with the high-level preview guest. We will be joined by relief pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. An occasional opener, starter, Matt Strom, is going to be with us uh, on the program tomorrow as we continue our team-by-team countdown until opening day, uh, previewing uh, every every roster. So we're going through the uh, the NL East right now. And uh, we'll see how we'll get to catch up with Matt and see how he's doing. Now, you did not... Uh, Last time at Fantasy Camp, didn't you guys get to see him play golf with him? He we usually not... see him out there every year, but because he has a house in Peoria and would work out out there during the off season. But he bought a house. He was telling us last year how getting the multi-year deal for the first time in his career, how much of a change that was for him and his family to be able to actually buy a home and not just rent one wherever they happen to be going year to year or yep. whatever like that. And, and so they just wanted to stay in Philadelphia. They've planted some roots there now. Yep. And, and I, I would think it's not so much that you can afford it now, but even for a, an athlete, if you don't know you're going to be somewhere more than a year, the process of having to go through the entire home sale and then Having to undo it right. one year later. Well, he said even if I could trade or whatever, he's like, owning a home in Philadelphia is not a terrible yeah, thing. Right. Yeah, it's an investment. So now he feels like at least he knows he's secure for a little while and, and has a home base that he's willing to come back to. That I can imagine that that is a really good feeling uh, for an athlete like Max Strom to get to that level of your career where you feel now comfortable that you can set down some roots somewhere. And again, you know, that's a team where a lot is expected. You know, uh, the expectations are very high in Philly, and they've gotten close. Close but no cigar, you know. And so I'm, I'm sure the the pressure is on uh, in Philadelphia to, to go out and win a World Series. And like I said, man, they've gotten close, and they're kind of in it, and they expect to be in it every year. And Matt's now got a taste of that, that postseason experience. He told me, he goes, I've never done – uh, drugs. He goes. I imagine that that is what it feels like. Like the, when I came in and got that got that save. Um, said it was the best moment awesome. of, his, of his career. It was really cool uh, as a friend of the show too. So he'll be joining us tomorrow to talk some Phillies. All right. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, anything else on tap the rest of this week? We're getting close to spring training, as we said. Sammy uh, Levitt's going to be out there this weekend. We'll start chatting with him daily. On the reg, uh, Monday morning from spring training as the Padres report to camp. I think the Dodgers actually report tomorrow. Do they really? 
I think so. I think uh, they're they're out even a couple of days earlier. So the uh, the official kickoff of spring training in Arizona is now just hours away. Do you feel like they're getting an advantage by being out there early? I mean, no, I, I don't really. But I think they're going to win a hundred games. You know, pretty pretty easily. Be fine. I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, get some new faces, obviously, that they're going to have to work into the mix here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, get James yeah, Paxton yeah. acclimated, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Regular but... season's never been their issue. No, never. never Probably ever, not going to be their issue again this year. I would. I would. That's a safe, safe assumption. It's yeah. going to be tough. I mean, when we go out and pick our division winners, it's not going to please me to pick the Dodgers to win the West. But I think there's no one in the country that doesn't think they're going to win the West, right? In the world, that's a that's, that's an interesting. Well, any of the like well, reputable right. Prognosticators. Any of them not have the Dodgers no. winning the West? I don't think There's so. No way. I don't think so. All right, that's it for our show. Annie and Elston coming up next for Polly and for Woods. I'm Ben. Have a great rest of your Wednesday from all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So long, everybody. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.